The following podcast may contain spoilers, strong language, graphic violence, and nudity. Viewer discretion is advised. I mean, they're called Decepticons. Four guys and a movie. Four guys and a movie. Don't I try and rub at your reviewing movies for the show. Four guys and a movie. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the 4AM podcast, the podcast where we're just a bunch of freaking panda cubs. I'm your host, Rob, joined by my co-hosts, Will, Tony, John Cena! (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast. If you're new... Welcome to the podcast. If you're just now joining us after a long hiatus, welcome back to the podcast. If you are not wearing deodorant, take a shower. This week, we watched Bumblebee from what year? 2018? Uh, yes. Okay, just feels so long ago at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're right back in the Transformers-verse. Although we're in, like, the offshoot, reboot, reshoot. Um, before we dive in, I just want to say, uh, you know, uh, Brian's not here with us this week, so we weren't, uh, we did not do the, uh, the final episode in the William Palooza, uh, barrage of nonsense. Hot William Summer. Yeah, just that, that hot William cream sauce. I do not want a hot William Summer. (laughs) Will, you have some experience in that. What's, what's that like? You know, it's good for a couple years. Okay. Yeah, you know, when I was like six or seven. All the Hulk Hogan and Jeffrey Jones that your body has room for. <laughs> um. it's, uh, it's quite a statement. Oh, boy. Joe, you ever seen Bumblebee before? I did. Oh, you really did? I did. I actually saw this in the theater. Oh, wow. How did I, that happen? Um, I wanted to support it because they moved away from Michael Bay and they seemed to be making all of the correct choices. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, even if this sucks, it's a step forward in the right direction. So I'm going to go, you know, vote with my money on it. Okay. Okay. Um, well, you ever seen this movie before? Yes. Yeah, so I have kind of a funny story about that. So, I'm sure um, you do. Tony, you ever seen... No, let's... <laughs> Uh, I was, uh, hanging out at my house one day and, uh, sleep on the couch and all of a sudden I hear like a window break and I look up and there's these two dark figures, uh, coming at me and then all of a sudden I get this sack put over my head. It smelled like an old Taco Bell bag and got thrown into an old van and... You recognize the smell immediately. <laughs> I, then, like this, uh, I like this story you've obviously fabricated about it. Tony and I, uh, kidnapping. <laughs> I didn't say it was you. I was going to say it was two two figures that looked like Scooter and Skeeter. <laughs> and then when they pulled my pulled the sack off, I was in the theater watching Bumblebee. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, outside of that one uh, kidnapping experience, had you ever seen it before today? No, just that one time in this day. <laughs> okay. Tony, have you ever seen this film before? Yeah, I've seen this a couple times now, uh, and I've watched the beginning of it. Oh, yeah, same, actually. I got—I should say that. Okay. It's on YouTube. <clears throat> yeah, I saw this in theaters as well. I think with my 
I think with you, Tony, and uh, I, I remember pretty well because I remember breaking into this I, uh, fat little heard- munchkin's house and putting a bag over his head. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I heard there was, uh, there was a little guy in a sack there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe I saw this on my own, then saw it with the three of you, and then saw it with, I think, Joe and Eric. And, the three of uh, us. Sounds about right. I think Matt was there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, usually if Rob calls up Matt and is like, hey, we're going to kidnap someone, Matt's usually like, all right, cool, I'm there. Yeah, I saw this. I thought I had seen this in theaters with Brian, but I guess he was not there. I just fabricated him in my mind. Well, it's because... Like, Brian, who are you talking about? It's because when you arrive at the movie theater, Brian immediately pretends he doesn't know you. Well, I mean, it usually doesn't even take that long. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it's, it's when you get out of the car. Brian's just <laughs> yeah. a figment of Rob's imagination, dude. Yeah, any time we're out in public with Brian, he pretends he doesn't know us. Why couldn't Standard they think of a, a big green dragon instead of a big brown man? Well, he's not that big anymore. That's true. Uh, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> man, I've got, got Bride of Chucky on in the background, and Jennifer Tilly is really doing it for me. Really? Isn't she just a doll in that? Not, not at that yet. point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. She's all lady right now. But, yeah, Will will save his uh, energies for the doll sex that comes later on in the movie. Yeah. Wow. Great. Well, I look forward to that. Um, will, will you at least shut your mic off for that, please? No promises, but we'll we, Like, we, we, get, we get to deal with your heavy breathing and <laughs> your, your flop sweat enough. I don't, need, I don't need any of that right now. Whatever you say, Floptimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony. Tell us about this. All right. Uh, so, yeah, as already mentioned, it's Bumblebee from 2018, uh, directed by Travis Knight, <laughs> who his only other directing uh, credit so far is Kubo Two Strings, but uh, he was lead animator on such movies as Box Trolls, Coraline, and Paranorman, which is one I strongly suggest people watch. All those are great. Oh, why yeah. Don't we do, why don't we do that for Halloween? Well... We can put that uh, when we're not on mic. Um, anyway, so... I found, uh, out, I found out something interesting about him. Do you know who his dad is? Who? Wayne Knight? No. Newman? <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil Knight. Phil Knight, the guy that founded Nike. Oh. oh that sucks. Phil, Phil Knight, the science guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what does that even... Never mind. All right, so... Um, <laughs> This movie is the first live-action Transformers not to be directed by Michael Bay, so round of applause for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, though he did, yeah, he did stay on as a producer, but uh, thankfully he stayed out of the way and let Travis Knight, uh, you know, have his vision played out and you know, do what he wanted to do. Um, the movie is set in 1987, which is the year the original Transformers series ended, and a dog showed up. Um... <laughs> Haley Steinfeld, who starred in this movie, uh, as we'll get into in a moment, I'm sure, uh, actually wasn't born for, like, another nine years after this movie took place. So she didn't know, like, a lot of the things and had to be taught how to work a Walkman. So... Oh, wow. Feel old, everyone. <laughs> feel old. Uh, part of the stuff that also makes me love this movie a little more, uh, they throw in little tidbits, like, if you notice in the scene where she dumps lemonade on that other dude, uh, that guy's license plate is 2Fan321, which is the same license plate, uh, from previous episode, the Pork Chop Express, in Big Trouble Little China. Wow. Yeah. Oh. 
<clears throat> I noticed they they dropped a banana stand in there. Oh yeah, there's a lot yeah, of references and stuff. But banana I'm gonna, stand. Yeah, I'm not gonna cover all that. Um, I mean, Come banana stands. I'm it. sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. But also, yeah. this movie uh, had a bit of a trickiness to it that I'm sure we'll get into a little more as well. Because did you say it was more than meets the item? I would. Um, the whole business about you know there was debate. Is this a prequel or is this a soft reboot? And they were kind of <laughs> trying to play the line because they didn't know which way they were going to go at that time. Right. Uh, basically, if this did well, it might be a soft reboot. And if not, it was a prequel. So uh, thankfully, this did, though it uh, was not the best performing of the Transformer movies. It made a, you know, it did a very well after the complete flop that was last night, I believe was the final of the bays. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, uh-huh. this movie actually has a higher tomato reading, reading than all of the previous ones combined. Also, fun fact, <laughs> yes. this movie cost the least to make of all the previous <laughs> ones. Wow. Yeah, no, this was done on almost like a shoestring budget, wasn't it? No, wait, uh-huh. I thought I thought that um the first Transformers movie, the first Bay one, has like a high Rotten Tomatoes rating. Doesn't it have like a 75 or something like that? So maybe it's just critic scores okay. that they're going You're by? Probably I don't know. talking about that. I yeah, because I, I remember when I heard the the rating for the um the first Transformers movie, I got really mad. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. Um, although, looking at it right now, does not look like that is the case. Uh, let's see, we got Transformers. Uh, again, this is the combined score, so maybe that makes the difference, but... Uh, Combined score for the first one is 58%. Last night was 15%. Age of Extinction was 18%. Dark of the Moon was 35%. Uh, Revenge of the Fallen was 20%. Way too high. We'll get into this later. But um, yeah, speaking of the budget, do you want to guess at how much it did have to make? I want to say it was like 80 million? I'll say Uh, a cool 100 million. Yeah, I was just going to say 100. I'll go 110. Uh, well, good call. It was uh, 128. Okay. So it is above that, but still way under what the uh, average one was. <clears throat> and uh, looked just as good, if not better, than all of the previous movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think watchable, the, at least. I think the only other one that was close was the first Transformers, and even that was $150 million to make. But I uh, want to guess how much it made. <clears throat> Uh, I'm gonna say, say 600 worldwide. I'm gonna say 450. Uh, I'll go low. Um, I'll go 200. Uh, uh, Rob did pretty well. It was 468. Okay, right. cool. That that's a good haul. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, nothing compared to the like the first two or whatever. But well, I think Jark of the Moon was the one, uh, and Age of Extinction were the ones that like brought in the big cash. Okay. But that you know that's when. People were still, like, figuring out what was happening and then leaving the theater upset and depressed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, who is in this movie, Joe? Uh, this is this guy, Bumblebee, but he gets, like, fourth, fifth billing behind uh, Haley Steinfeld as Charlie, uh, Jorge Lendenborg Jr. as Memo, John Cena as Agent Burns, and Pamela Adlon as Sally. You make a good mom, Bobby Hill. <laughs> she, she's not Bobby Hill. What? She's not Bobby Hill. Who's not Bobby Hill? The Pamela. Uh, yeah, she most absolutely is. Bobby Hill? She absolutely, absolutely is. 
I put money on it. I put John Cena class money on it. John Cena class money. That's a lot. That'll get you a trumpet and a trombone. I, it's possible. I just I I know her. I know she's a big voice actress, uh, and she's done a bunch of stuff. Is anyone but... brave enough to take that to the internet? Yeah, I'll do it. All right. I like that you're all. Right. Home. Nope. All right, I got it. And yes, she is. All right. I stand correct. You owe me a trumpet and a two piece, two piece, and two piece, two piece chicken nuggets. That's that's John Cena money and <laughs> trumpet and nuggets. Well, there's your trumpet. I want extra sauce, Anthony. All right, I'll get you the chicken nuggets later. All right. And also, the guy that I mistake for the other guy all the time. (laughs) Sure. You know know who I'm talking about. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) I can't remember. <laughs> but he, but he's in there. We got he him. Is. What he is. About? Oh, wait, so, now, is um, Optimus Prime, that's Peter Cullen? Yeah. Who's, okay. Yes. Yeah, we should probably mention him, because he's there. And I think anytime he, Optimus Prime's voice is somewhere, it's important. So there's, That's true. Well, yeah, there is a fun, fun little fact about that. They got somebody else to actually do the voiceover for Optimus Prime scenes originally. Uh-huh. Because they needed somebody to, like... They didn't want to pay Peter Cullen. Mm-hmm. So they Cullen paid somebody money. else. And I I think they got the dude who does, the like, the honest trailers to okay. do it. And I think he even... Uh, maybe somebody wants to, to do that. But I'm pretty sure he did the voice for Soundwave and Shockwave as well. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, so, originally it wasn't Peter Cullen doing that. And so, when they brought Peter Cullen in, like, Prime's... Uh, mouth movements is like mouth plate movements don't match up mm-hmm. because the cadence was all different and like Peter Cullen was kind of upset about it. I guess mm. I saw. Well, interview. justice prevailed and they got him in. Yeah, I wonder well, if yeah, that was a... all this. What I'm saying is, when they brought him in, they only brought him in for like a day. Oh, oh, after okay, so Correct. yeah, it does yeah, okay. just to like fill in. So uh, okay, ju- I'm, his, I'm wondering... he's not. I'm wondering if the thing was, like, he wasn't going to do it unless they paid him a buttload of money until they were like, no, look, look at the script. You don't kill anyone in this. No, no. He killed a bunch of people. They just, they they told him they were going to bring him in to do lines, but they just had already got this other guy to do it first. And they were like, yeah, we're just going to bring you in for a day because you're expensive. Yeah, he was holding out for that John Cena money. And they're like, look, you can have the trumpet, but you ain't getting the two nuggets. Yeah. You can't behead anyone. You don't get to rip anyone's face off. You, you don't murder someone begging for mercy right in front of you. <laughs> With an axe to the back of their neck somehow. Yeah, that used to be a great mentor of yours. God in heaven. Um, so, okay, the person I was thinking of is, you know... John you know, Bailey? Yes. Is yeah. that the epic voice guy? Yes. Yeah, he's the one that did it, and I'm pretty sure he did uh, Shockwave and Soundwave's oh. voice. Yes, he did. Okay. He, and he is the honest trailer guy, yeah. But the guy that I'm mistake so the guy who plays Powell in this, yeah. I get mixed up with Okay, that's fair. <laughs> they look the same to me. They look like the same guy. Are you racist? You ask you ask if he wants ice cream, both say yes. Oh, I do too. They have like the same face. I mean, Will and I do kind of look like the same person. Anyway, um okay. Can I fire off a lore question at you guys here? Absolutely. Will, you yeah. want to fill, fill this one? All right. Yeah, let me Oh, answer, that's, let me that's answer, true. Let me, Will, Will's, let me answer first. He's a y'all... veteran of the Wars of Cybertron, so he knows. Right. 
Yeah. Okay, Soundwave, right? I know he, you've explained this to me before. I know he's important, but where does he factor in the chain of command as compared to Megatron? All right, so Megatron's obviously the the commander, the head honcho, uh-huh. and Soundwave is one of his most loyal lieutenants. Uh, definitely in the you know he's like his um, Goebbels. So his minister of propaganda. Um, Pretty much. Does uh, he? Does Soundwave? He... Soundwave is Megatron's Riker. Okay, so yeah, he ranks higher than Starscream. Yes. All right. So technically, if I do, I remember but Starscream right that, will never admit that. Yeah. Do I remember <laughs> right that like Soundwave was left behind on Cybertron, kind of as that, like the steward Shockwave. Shockwave, or Shockwave? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Shockwave was he was left behind on um, Cybertron as like the steward, correct? Kind yes. of okay, like the steward of Gondor. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. So basically, it's like. Um, Soundwave is Intel, in charge of Intel and all that. Espionage. Espionage. Starscream is the Air Command. Shockwave is so he's sci- like his... lead science officer. So Star Starscream's like his Gurin. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then Shockwave is like the, uh... His Mengele. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. We got our, we got our Nazi comparisons. He's down. pretty much the right. same person. In the comics, like he's doing crazy experiments on things and stuff. Like, cool. He's, he's awful. Um, yeah. All right, so um, if we're gonna start talking about this, I'm just gonna turn it over to you guys for this beginning scene because I know you must have you must have gone crazy when you saw this. Yeah, I want to no, I I... hear y'all's thoughts about this as well because after you know, for anyone who who's uh, not a patron, we did a, a Patreon series about the Netflix uh, siege. For Cybertron and this ten-minute scene, if if it's even that long, it's just like an insanely better version of that from like a six-episode Netflix show. So I want to hear y'all's thoughts. I mean, about it. it looks it looks a little bit better than that, I would say. Um, just a tad, <laughs> moderately better. Moderately better. It's like a filet mignon compared to like the shit I feed my cats at night. It's like if this is how the Bay movies had started, uh, I yeah. If this was how the Bay movies had started, it might have carried me through to liking more of those movies. <laughs> how, much, all, how much instant goodwill did this buy you for this movie? Oh, all so much. Like, so much, yeah. <laughs> all of it. Even going Just in, enough. <laughs> like, yeah, even on like successive watchings, I'm like, alright, I know he's going to get in and wreck the whole house somehow, but I'm going to get to watch this first scene. Yeah. I'm not even kidding, like, I'm I'm generally, like, I, I don't even want to, even with a movie's bad, I'll sit through it, partly because that's just how I am, and also because I don't want to waste money when I go to see movies in the theater, but this was one where, after watching that, I was like, I could walk away now, I'm cool, like, I, I got my money worth. But I mean, it's so, <clears throat> and it's not just because it's like... Oh, it looks really good. So there's 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 a ton of Transformers characters in there. Yes. That they don't name. They're just in the background, but you recognize them instantly because yeah. they look like robots. Yeah. <laughs> holy shit! We got RC voiced by the same person who did them in those other Bay movies, but Was she's it really one the same person. Voice actress? Oh yeah. Oh my god! It's, right. it's one person, and it fucking looks like RC. Like yes, holy god! She looks cool. Um. I'm I'm sick that they did Cliff Jumper dirty again, but we'll get into that uh, momentarily. So well, yeah, I will also say, as said, you know, Optimus and Bumblebee, like they do kill people, but again, here it's during war. They're not they're, they're not, not getting not, joy out of it. 
Yeah, and they're also not, these guys aren't begging for their life when he rips their spine out and shit. Right. It makes you look at it and say, holy crap, look at the warrior that Optimus Prime is. Like, it makes you understand why he's so, like, revered. Because he just comes in, he's just, he's just housing all these Decepticons. Um, Oh, yeah. Other thing about that, notice how... Optimus is there on the front lines. He's fighting for his people, and when things get dark, he tells them to leave, and not just puts around and look for some fucking MacGuffin that may or may not solve their problems. Right. Sorry, right. that's for our Patreon and, listeners. And he kind of like you know, there's no guarantee that he's gonna survive after he um uh you know tells all his allies to flee. You know, he's like, I'm gonna stay here to make sure you guys get away. You know, obviously he does because it's Optimus Prime, but you know, right. there's some. <clears throat> freaking states there so just to just to clarify for our listeners we start out on cybertron it's full cg um and obviously you can you can tell that the war there's a war between the autobots and decepticons it is not going well for the autobots uh they're they're cornered obviously the entire planet seems to be pretty much in ruins you've got all of the the seekers which are starscream's kind of horde of just flying uh guys they all form the same like tetrajet kind of forms um they're just surrounding the remaining autobots who are quickly getting into i think that's the tower of iacon which is the autobot base in the the comic series and kind of the the lore of transformers is what that big kind of tower is that kind of fans out a little at the top that they're sort of going into um so all the autobots are running in there they're jumping into stasis pods and and getting fired off planet, um, which kind of works because I feel like if they had tried to get into like an arc giant ship, you'd be like, all right, well the Decepticons are just gonna shoot it down. Like it's, it's well, too also big that, a target. That would be a whole other movie because then you'd have to find a way to explain why Bumblebee got separated and all right. this other stuff. And... Right, because they're still like, eh, we have to tie this into these other movies, I guess. Yeah, um, this that is uh, kind of the bigger downfall for some of the... I don't want to say downfall, but like most of the little issues I have with this are the stuff where they're trying to connect it to the Bayverse. Right. It does It does handcuff the movie a little bit at times. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll touch on those points. But so Prime is, is just housing all these Decepticons while the other Autobots escape the planet. Um, and he tells Bumblebee, hey, you have to get to Earth. It's this planet we picked out. It's small. It's out of the way. They got Mountain Dew. Yeah, they got Mountain Dew there. Uh, you're just going to chill there until I recon with you, and we're going to set up a new base on that planet so we can reform and take back Cybertron. Well, yeah, I think the deal is more he's sending them all somewhere different to see where the best place is. Uh, that could very well be. I didn't. I didn't really catch all the all the dialogue. But um, yeah, well, it's not specifically said anywhere. But the fact that you know B's the only one really on Earth for most of this. Uh, we see the others show up later. Spoiler alert. Uh, but but also you see them. You see all the other pods like seem to fire off in different directions. Yeah, it would make the most sense because it's harder. It would make the seekers have to divide their resources, and it'd be it'd be more likely that more of them would survive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that makes sense because obviously Cliffjumper ends up on looks like a moon somewhere or somewhere next to Saturn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, so Saturn, yeah. Saturn and Jupiter have a ton of moons, so that could yeah. be a lot of things. 
But uh, yeah, so- but to clarify though, we are now this is like three minutes into the movie, and it's already way better than all the pay movies. Well, you have you already have a reason for their doing what they're doing. You get a sense of scale. You get a sense of gravity. You get character from multiple different characters at this point. Um, and most and, pe- most of the characters have only had, like, one line each. Yeah, but also... You can tell what's happening. Yeah, I was just going to say, also, while, again, unfortunately, we are trying to stick close to the Bay designs, they have toned it down enough where I can tell the individual people apart, so when they're doing cool action, I can see what's happening. Yeah. They're also fully in the frame. Right. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, not. It's not shot. like. Uh, but it's not like you know when Optimus and Megatron fought in the Bay versions. It was the equivalent of taking a Bud Light can and a Coke can, putting them in a blender, and just like figure that the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this, like, I can see that's Optimus swinging his right arm and punching someone in the face, and then throwing them to the ground, and like, okay, I can tell. Yeah. So, um, more importantly, Joe, as as not really a Transformers fan, what was your impression of the first five minutes of this movie? All right. So I'll I'll give you a plus and a minus. Yep. All right, so the plus, immediately what little nostalgia I have for the Transformers flooded back, and it made me feel warm and squishy inside. Um, I, like, I thought, this is awesome, you know, and I I agree with you, like, you get a a sense of the scale and the stakes of what are going on, and, you know, you, um, like, it's an effective introduction for the movie. Uh, I will knock points, though, in that it appears... That these advanced robot people have not invented gun sights or targeting computers um, because guns are only effective in extreme close combat, which I've always found weird in Transformers where you have to like you have to like grab a guy and hold him and put the gun up to him to shoot him or shoot them really close to you. And guys are always running to fight other guys in hand to hand combat when they have these giant guns that seem to be like one shot kill weapons. Well, Joe. So. Yeah. If I could just throw this out there, that's because uh, while they are an advanced race, they mm-hmm. are advanced from the Earth that houses the uh, GI Joes, where guns can't hit you no matter what. So yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's an it, improvement. I mean they're they're, all, they're, elders they're essentially the firing red and blue lasers. So yeah. yeah. Um, I mean the the backstory checks out, but I still have to deduct points. <laughs> I I understand. Yeah, I, I I've never liked that style of combat yeah it makes sense because then you're just sitting there you're watching them like shoot each other and you're like why are you why are you shooting do you know it's not gonna work it hasn't worked up till now and it's a simple fix of like like they have armor that resists guns in most spots on their body but if you get up close you can grab them and hold them in such a way that you can put your gun somewhere where they're not armored and like that's a that's a quick little thing that i think would also make the combat a little more like a little deeper well it's funny Um, because i actually made a note about that because mm -hmm. it's something that happens later in the movie and something that actually happens in beast wars Mm -hmm. uh where (laughs) yeah and i'm gonna say this yep Mm -hmm. cheetor is teaching young uh yeah basically young neanderthal children how to take down a predacon Mm mm-hmm and he gives them a little tool, it's like a little knife, and he's he's got a like a diagram that says you have to go, you have to aim for the joints and under any parts that transform. Because mm-hmm. that those are the weak spots. 
And later yeah. on, when Bumblebee is fighting the the helicopter dude, mm-hmm. and he, he uses the chain, yeah, could, like the chain gets up underneath all of those armor plates. Yeah. when he's transforming, and you can, yeah. So you, yeah. So I found that to be a much more interesting fight. Like yeah. I would have, mm-hmm. I would have rather less see less robots get killed and see more of an explanation for why they're fighting in this seemingly absurd way yeah no i get that and i i wonder if part of that is just kind of uh it's become almost a stereotype at this Mm -hmm. point you know in the same way that in the 80s guns never ran out of ammo yeah now it's like oh well you know and now we just write robots to shoot at each other ineffectively that's just how it goes like bullets Mm -hmm. don't affect but we still have them shoot at each other for whatever reason because that's that's what we do. That's how we. Well, I think I think it's also the thing of well, everyone still movie wise and so on. Everyone still thinks you know gunfights and everything are really cool. The cooler, uh, ultimately, the cooler battle is when someone gets up close and they start doing cool punches and kicks and flips yeah. and whatever. Yeah, like like your John Wicks. I will so, say when when Prime was shooting folks, it was sticking. <laughs> so, um, I will say that though. Besides that minor nitpick, though, like I've I've always been like with these movies. Why don't we just have you know just give me some big robots fighting some big robots? It's not yeah. that hard. I don't need I don't need a lot of people. Like you know, it's the same thing with you know of what a lot of people say about like kaiju movies. It's like why do we care about these the, the people characters? Just give me two big things fighting. And this, they're like, here you go. Here's Here's a few minutes of it right in the beginning to get you all wet and, um, you know, lubricate things up for what they're about to insert. And it works. Yeah. Like, I'm good I, to go. I will say that is a, a thing. Like, I know most of the time they have this weird mentality of, like, for uh, people watching, they need someone they could relate to. So if you had this without any humans in it, there'd be no one they can cling on to, which I think is bullshit. But I know that's some of the mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a thing where, um, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Basically, this is why, uh, uh, well, one of the many reasons I have the issue with the Bay movies, where it's, we if you're going to make a dumb movie about robots fighting, make the movie about the robots fighting. Or make a, a good story with, like, actual characters that involve these robots. And this one at least got to, when we have the, the humans in it, they're decent characters and it's a decent enough story. And we'll, we'll get yeah. into that more. But yeah, it, that's why, like, one of many reasons I hate on those Bay movies is like, at that point, just make it about the robots. Because it's not like the humans are adding anything to those stories. Yeah, and this one didn't make you wait at all for the robots to fight. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, Bumblebee goes, goes flying off into space. And we immediately cut to a uh, a group of guys in some sort of tactical exercise. And, you know, they're walking along and they're like, oh, it's coming. I hope it doesn't get us. It's coming. And then steps on the trap and it's like, John Cena. You're stuck up in the air. John Cena runs out, shoots you with a bunch of paintballs. He's, he's got all camouflage. So you he's can't little, see him. You he's can't see him. Funny. Yeah. Yep. He's a little what? He's he, he has some jokes. He's He's funny. It's weird. I did not find him enjoyable or funny in this scene. Yeah, it's a lot. I will, I will say overall in the movie, John Cena's like character grows on me. But in this one, it seems like he's the most he's he's forcing it the most. It's almost like that's how it was written for it to happen. Um, 
I'm I'm I, talking mostly about his delivery and acting more than mm-hmm. more than like the character itself. If that makes sense. Mm. Well, I think he did fine, especially you know, not to to shit on anyone here, but again, he is more a wrestler than an actor. Uh, he right. is doing he's doing a good job of transitioning, much like The Rock did. But like, mm-hmm. you know, he is not The Rock. Yeah, no. That's... Well, but also more. <laughs> More importantly, he's not fucking Daniel Day Lewis here, you know. And yeah. so, like, I think he's doing all right for you know what he for what he does. Yep. Yeah, I'm not saying like I'm not saying it was terrible. It just didn't like the jokes didn't really land at this first scene. But anyway, so they're joshing around or whatever, and all of a sudden this freaking meteor comes out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just frags this whole exercise. Now, like, all these soldiers are injured, um, yeah. and a lot of stuff happens really fast right now. Oh, like, yeah. things escalate very quickly. Um, you know, so they're, like, chasing Bumblebee with, uh, they get their Humvees out and stuff. Um, and I don't know why they just roll around with, um, I don't, I, I'm not sure harpoons? if they were Humvees or not, <laughs> but they have harpoons uh, on, and, and double 50 cals. And I'm not sure, you know, where, why. They don't Maybe? explain it, but they were actually, uh getting uh, training to hunt Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, is that what it was? <laughs> End up in the, in the, uh, the Northwoods. Tactical Sasquatch, they were training to right. I mean, you need right. that. You need yeah. harpoons if you're playing a tactical Sasquatch. That dude's yeah. arm to the teeth. It seems weird that the harpoons were here now. I will grant you, later on, those harpoons have every right to be there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But now, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, I will say, in, in their defense, I mean... I will, at the end of this, I will give a better explanation as to why anything could have been there. But, um, for this scene, they're doing some kind of training, so who knows what other kind of training might have been going on. So, maybe they had <laughs> hard moon trucks. In case but, there's but, a land whale that attacks. It's, it's well, no, awful. But these it's trucks, awful. sorry, trucks are, you know, this is a thing. Like, if they're going to have trucks with harpoons, uh, you know, I, I don't know what generally they're used for, but. They're, they're not a thing. I do. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not a th- no, like, trucks this, aren't. Yeah, so world. if you're gonna change the world like that, even though that's a minor change that's kind of insignificant in the grand scheme of things, you have to stipulate why. So, like, it's one thing if they were doing like some sort of road warrior esque exercise <laughs> where they were maybe experimenting with a way to get a car to pull over or something, which is stupid, but it's an explanation. Here's here's an explanation. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, <clears throat> reach into my pocket. With the hole cut out of the bottom and uh, pull this straight out of my ass. All right. Maybe it was it was a way so they could harpoon the mountain and they could climb it up, climb up it, um, climb it up. Excuse <laughs> me. Up. Not uh, the car. Excuse me, Not Joe Schumacher. I don't Not think so. The car. I'm talking about just like I would shoot a rope for people for soldiers to climb. John well, Cena's you know, Rob, that's like the kind of guy that would be like, I need at least five harpoon jeeps for this exercise well he's got a lot of guys he's got to hang from them i mean because they're in an area that that appears to be blocked off by a mountain range yeah so maybe that's part of your training rob that might just be crazy enough to work you know and maybe they didn't have all the time in the world but i would have liked to have seen a scene of them maybe crossing a chasm or getting on top of a building or something with this grappling hook i could also I could also be wrong, but this kind of reminds... I think this is a thing where they have something similar to that that they use to, like, fire in walls and then pull down walls to enter buildings when they need to quickly. Is that not a... Uh, I know they generally don't do that with... They use explosives, but... 
don't know. Yeah. I will, I will, you know, they, they've gained a lot of credit in the last five minutes, and they've spent some now. But only a little. Only oh, a little percent. Still pretty, they're still well, yeah, pretty flush. Like, if they, get, if they earn five bucks in the opening scene, like, this maybe cost them a quarter at most. Yeah. Like, it's, well, yeah, it's this not whole, a lot. This whole movie is kind of teetering on a seesaw, but unlike others, it doesn't have, like, one big fat guy landing on the bad side. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Um. So, they, uh, so, this big chase ensues with Bumblebee. And then, like, he gets to a mine, and they're like, oh, he's going to go in the mine. Don't let him go in the mine. And then, like, fucking an F4 Phantom shows up, and he's like, don't worry, I got it. And they're like, who the hell's this? And it's a fucking uh, Decepticon. Who, who is this, by the way? I only recognize the, the plane he works Out, Outside of the... And, and I don't know why none of the Decepticons get names in this. It's mm-hmm. a little strange to me, um, but they don't. Uh, so this was Blitzwing, mm-hmm. uh, famously a triple changer. Mm. Um, everyone thought it was Starscream because he's wearing Starscream's colors. Yeah. Uh, now, he also I don't... looks very much like a Starscream design. All right, but does. clearly Starscream turns into an F-15 Eagle, and this right. guy turns into an F-4 Phantom. And if you can't tell the difference between those two planes, well, 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 I don't want anything to do with you. Joe, right, so here's the Joe, thing. wait, 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 yep. yeah. First of all, on that front, right now, Bumblebee is turning into a Jeep at this point, so that doesn't mean shit. Right. Um, But the other thing is, this this whole Starscream thing came from a trailer in which you don't see the full jet coming in, you just see it transforming. Yeah, I I remember it really did look like Starscream. Yeah, so everyone was like, oh, it's Starscream, and then they're like, no, it's Blitzwing, and we're like, what? (laughs) So Blitzwing is famously a triple changer, but he doesn't actually triple change in this movie. And I will uh, I'll also say, I don't know, you know, now that you mentioned this again, like, I, not that this is a great reason why or anything, but I do wonder, since he threw in a little uh, Easter egg to Big Trouble in Little China, I wonder if he had some influence from John Carpenter and thought it was better off not, like, just having the guy show up because Bumblebee knows him and not saying, hey, it's me, Blitzwing, or, you know. Yeah, and that that totally makes sense. And yeah. on top of that, it's like, at you know, the Michael Bay films have had so much trouble in the past being like, oh, this is this character. And you're like, no, that's awful. Stop. <laughs> Stop doing that. So yeah. maybe they were like, all right, we don't know how people are going to react to this. Let's just not name them. We're not going to use any known characters Outside of these very yes. slavish characters in the beginning, Shockwave, Soundwave, easily recognizable. Everybody knows who they are. They look exactly like you'd think they should look. Also, and, uh, if I could throw this out there, I, I also wouldn't be surprised if at one point in the production or whatever, this was gonna be uh, Starscream. But then they were like, well, but he dies and we can't have that because like, right, if this is going to have continuity. Well yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That could very well be. So, this guy just, just fucking beats the shit out of Bumblebee. Oh, yeah. And you notice, like, he's way bigger. And I forget that Bumblebee's a small Transformer, um, but he's, like, throwing him around, riding him up a mountain, kicking him down the mountain. Uh, he's He takes the weird choice of he, he wants information from Bumblebee, and he's like, oh, so you won't talk? I'll make it so you never talk and just rip out your voice box. Um so I'm like, all right, if you actually need him to say the words, that was a poor yeah. choice. 
Well, that, again, can that's they, another. That was probably another handcuff thing. Like we have to make him not talk for this movie yeah. because he doesn't talk in the other movies. Yeah, and that that was one I never liked to begin with. Yeah, was, I, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a fan of that either. But that's also a weird choice because continuity wise, they're like, okay, you know, in the Bay movies he didn't talk, so we have to you know put mm-hmm. that in here. But in the Bay movies, it's explicitly said that Megatron does that. So right. already we're keeping continuity, yeah. but not. So. Yeah, is that I a mean, thing from the cartoon at all that he doesn't? No, talk? absolutely okay. not. No. The, so power the, power the, the cartoon that followed the move that was based on the movie, yes. But so, mm-hmm. this so is, what did all the fans think about that? They actually so fans. I don't think so. Here's the thing: Bumblebee not a popular character. Before the pre, movies came uh, out, pre Bay movie. Yeah, he was yeah. just like he was just a little annoying character that just always got into. He was like the Wait. freaking little Wesley Crusher. Yeah, yeah. Bumblebee. I was gonna say Bumblebee is the Robin of the Transformer world. Wait, he, what? Was, he was the one that hung out with with Spike. I, I try to to picture what he sounded or act like um, in the original cartoon, and I just have him voiced by Helper from Venture Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> No, but he sounded That's like... That's just how I remember him. He sounded like basically all of the Transformers from G1, just mm. a slight Jersey accent, like, hey, what? Spike, we gotta go get the get the transverters for the Energon well, cube. He also, he also ah, was, buddy. he was also noticeably, like, intended to be younger than right. the others. So, okay, to, again, quote, be more relatable to the kids. And that's the thing, they, they wanted to, to cue him up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. they wanted to sell toys and stuff, so they made his eyes bigger and round. They, you know, they made it so he doesn't talk, so he can't, you know, he's just making beep boop. So he's, it's more, it's more ET like this way. Yep. Um, All right. And the what? the the new fans liked it, mm-hmm. so they fucking new fans. Yeah. Um, lore question: Is it possible for one transformer to read the memory banks of another transformer? Like, would it be a viable yes. strategy to just? Like, kill one and then just get the information from its memory banks. Oh, yeah, Shockwave's done that crap. Okay. Yeah, that's, it's possible, but that's not like a, he could have just killed him and, you know, read him on the spot, but he could have potentially brought back his head and had Shockwave try and read it or something. All right, so, but, yeah, so he could be thinking that route. Well, know. I also think it's more of a thing of, like, I'm going to get you to talk. You're not going to talk. Well, fuck it. I'm just going to kill you because they don't seem to, as we also see with Cliff Jumper, they, they seem to be cool with just like, if you're not going to give me the murder. information right away, I'm just going to murder yeah. you. Vaughn, kill the yeah. next one. All right. So um, basically he he does a little switcheroo maneuver where he, um, he opens up this guy's arm, takes out one of his missiles, shoves it in his chest, shoots it with a laser. Um, all while the guy really does nothing to protest this. Yeah, couldn't he uh, just pull that out of his chest? Like, I yeah, mean, they they show that he can't get it out, but I don't know why that would be stuck like that. But yeah, uh, it like I could have used a raising Arizona style where like this he gets away mm-hmm. from the guy and the guy's going to shoot him, and then he holds up like the arming pin for the missile or something like that. Yeah, that would have been cool. It, yeah, and then the guy's like, "Oh shit!" and then explodes. Like, yeah, yo, know, so, so so he doesn't look like he just stands there like a goof. That being said, still better than the Michael Bay fights. Oh, by a lot. <laughs> by a you lot. Could tell, you could tell it was one robot punching another robot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And, yep. and they weren't made of paper mache. Like, you could actually feel they had mm-hmm. weight to them. 
They could, and I mean, there's this one scene where Bumblebee has his blade out and he's like stabbing him in the back and stuff like that. And his whole body isn't just like falling away like a confetti parade. Yeah, well, fight yeah, has again, told a clear story. Yeah, again, he is not made of just numerous shards of metal like yeah, mm-hmm. like paper mache, like yeah. like the yep. big designs. So yep. Blitzwing blows up. Kaboom! Kaboom! And Bumblebee is severely damaged. His memory is like. Mm-hmm. His core systems are shutting down, so I assume they probably did a memory backup and just did, like, a shutdown of his system, is what I'm kind of assuming happens. Mm-hmm. And as he's collapsing, he sees a VW bug off in the distance and, right. and scans it. Now, is there any lore substance to the whole, like, they can go into an emergency shutdown and yes. slowly recharge? Yeah, they go into stasis mode. Okay. It, it's like a self self-regenerating it takes a so, long time but it's now are they are they something like a fusion or nuclear power source you know where they could kind of just refresh their own batteries as they go for a long time like yeah, they, they have... can go a while without power so they have a spark or without fuel i should say which which powers their bodies mm-hmm. but i think the energon is what gives them uh it's like you could live on water, but you couldn't do stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Kind of a thing is my, you know, you can't like, because their weapons are all integrated into their bodies. So I think they need Energon to fire their weapons and, you know, do like energy. Yeah. They need energy. a spark to be, but the Energon does all the cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's basically. All right. So, um, yeah, he's bumbling around and right before he shuts down, uh, we, we come very close to him being a hippie van. Yeah. But he uh, he instead becomes a Volkswagen Beetle. Well, you see him. That's the last thing he looks at before he shuts down. Well, yeah, it, it's a nice little touch where they seem he's scanning around for anything he can turn into. Yep. But the uh, the other vehicles were too big because mm-hmm. he's a smaller transformer. So yeah, and we don't do that mass shifting garbage like the cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> Megatron well. and his stupid gun. Well, uh, yeah, but not even just mass shifting, but like that would have been way you know. It would just be too much extra on him. Yeah. Too All right. So now we meet Charlie. Charlie. We're like probably, what, 15 or 20 minutes into this jam. And now the main character shows up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we meet her family. You know, she's got her mom, got her, her brother Otis, and uh, her stepdad Ron. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a theory that this is set in the Die Hard universe, because that guy looks like the asshole <laughs> from Die Hard. <laughs> I mean, he does. He does. I mean, like it's that. in the LA area. He's like Charlie Booby. We talked, yeah. To you. Yeah, he doesn't Here's have any money because he's spending it all on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's it? The job, any, the job interview he has at y- is at Yakatomi Plus. You know, I don't see any evidence that contradicts this. And that's also, true. the idea of John McClane and some Transformers fighting together oh, sounds cool. Yeah, but uh, not this. Not like current day it would have to no be no yeah yeah because current john mcclain is like michael bay optimus prime yeah it's <laughs> it's not good he can fly yeah. jets so, and kill people yeah. mm. <laughs> right. My so charlie needs. goes off to her job and a uh, hot dog on a stick well, mm-hmm. if i could also take a moment to just uh, say it, it's refreshing charlie wakes up we get our main character who for like the first time in these movies 
is a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a good-looking woman, but we kind of play that down. We even show, like, she has a zit and stuff. We try and explain, uh, you know, show her to be a bit more of a badass, listen to rock music or whatever, and we don't shove a camera up her ass. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> uh, so you miss the uh, colonoscopy outtakes, Tony. <laughs> Actually, they do. I, well, yeah, camera. Michael Bay was still a producer, so I'm sure yeah. that happened. No, um, so actually, what did you think of the music, Joe? Uh, so the music in this movie is interesting. Like, Other I like Smith's heavy. I liked the soundtrack. There were just parts where I felt it was just forced in there to have a song, where That's it didn't really, yeah. it didn't really make a lot of like, like, why is this playing right now? Kind of stuff. It was just sort of like we're just playing a song. Yeah. 20 yeah. seconds. There you go. It's in there's, there. Like no real was, narrative sense I think to it. it was but more it was to, like... I think it was more to set the mood than to move the story along, if that makes sense. Well, but like some of it, it, it doesn't work to set the mood because you're just like, oh, it's a cool song. All right, it's gone. And, and and then like it didn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah, yeah. they did They did cut out weirdly. Yeah, yeah sure. I think there was also a, a big thing, whereas uh, Stranger Things very uh, nicely and subtly, I mean, they, and they have more time for this too, yep. but they nicely and subtly really give you the feel of the 80s. This one is trying to quickly force it on you, so it's all like, hey, here's a song from the 80s. Hey, guess what? They're watching out. Mm-hmm. Here's, you know, uh, Frankenberry or whatever. Yeah, here's Walkman. And, Mr. T cereal. Yeah. Or Mr. T, that's what, I knew it was some 80s cereal, but you know. It's like this is the most '80s thing we could have right now in the '80s because mm-hmm. it's the '80s, right, 80s, guys? '80s, yeah, right, yeah. Um, it was I don't think this movie ever actually has to go ahead and tell you it's like 1987 or whatever. So I, I'll give it that at least. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, again, it is I, some. It is more subtle than a Bay movie. Yes, th- but so is everything. They're not trying to. I, again, I kind of feel like it's we're trying to be subtle about it, but we're like, mm. well. The, the you know the people that watch the Bay movies might come and they're they're yeah. a little slow so let's let's yeah. make this a bit obvious. All right. So you got you got to be subtle, but you only get like ten seconds. So ten seconds of subtlety, go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she works at hot dog on a stick, and the outfit that they make her wear is pretty much the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you know, see, there's this other guy uh, who we don't get his name for a while. He's he's interested in her. Uh, she. Barely notices him because she crashes into a dude with a whole tray of lemonade. And, um, you know, everyone. Yeah, everyone hits her with the shame spell. He removes his shirt. Um, and then, you know, he goes off and, like, his girlfriend is all like, Meh, and they're, like, all happy. And she's like, oh, my life. I have to wear this stupid outfit and squish lemonade. So then she goes to Hank's um, repair shop to do m- machines in the Donatello sense. <laughs> and um yeah she's you know going around there just scrounging for parts and whatnot and she frags a bunch of boats like just causes a whole rack of boats to fall over although again uh, she's she's getting parts to try and help rebuild this car that she wants which shows yep. intelligence which is something that is prestri- uh, just outright prohibited in any michael bay movie <laughs> yeah having intelligence mm-hmm. um and like she uncovers a, uh, a Volkswagen Beetle, yellow Beetle, complete with a beehive mm-hmm. for, you know, added effect. Uh, and she's like, okay, well, um, I'll try to turn this on, the keys in it. And uh, it sends a signal out into space right when she turns the key. Um, Cut to yep. one of Saturn's moons, I guess. Freaking poor Cliffjumper. One of my unsung favorites. 
Because he was like Bumblebee, except not a useless dick. He was kind of a badass. Was like he a dune buggy? Horns. No. No, he, he was a bug as well. Okay. No, he was not a bug. He was actually... No? No, he was like a chibi-fied Corvette, almost. Well, he was just a repaint of Bumblebee. No, he was a remold, not a repaint. Was he a remold? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My, my mistake. Was he oh, like... Oh, right, because he had a bigger, uh, he had a bigger uh, engine, right? So they'd be like basically the same sort of class of robot, just their slightly different car they turned they, into? They transform exactly the same, and they shared yep. most of the same parts. Yeah. Uh, it was just like the outer shell car that was gotcha. remolded so they were basically the same toy well either way none of that means squat here no. <laughs> two, two new decepticons mm-hmm. oh, there's two that will join us for the rest of the movie if are, i remember uh, right isn't one of them named dropkick dropkick and shatter yeah all right dropkick is a g1 character it was the name of i guess Megatron had drones that were called dropkick mm-hmm. so yeah. he's I believe based there on were... just a drone yeah, I believe there were two of them. There was Dropkick and Murphy. Mm. Sorry. There were multiple I'll Murphys. S- I'll, I'll see myself out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but Shatter is a new, fully new character. And which um, one's which here? Shatter is the um, the, the female. Uh, Angela Bassett. Yeah, Angela Bassett. And um, I, think, I think they're trying to set her up as, like, a new bounty hunter character. Uh, very much... In the same uh, same vein as Lockdown. Yeah. Uh, All right. So either way, uh, poor Cliff Jumper here. He ain't doing so well. No, he's uh, they're they're beating the crap out of him. He's just like he's not giving in. He's not giving him any info. These Autobots are are class act all the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they do what they do to Cliff Jumpers, and they cut him in half. Yep. Adios, Cliff Jumper. Not cool. Mm-hmm. Not cool. I kind of wish that they had gotten The Rock to, to voice Cliff Jumper. Uh, that would have been as, cute. As The Rock voices Cliff Jumper in the Transformers Prime cartoon. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Um, and <laughs> who meets very much the same fate. Mm. <laughs> oh, is that why The Rock is able to voice him? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he does it like, like two episodes. episodes like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's it's a it's a bummer. But you you know, it shows that there are actual stakes, and it's not just some it's not just some random scene where Megatron rips Jazz in half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want you want stakes? We got to find out if Uncle Hank can uh, you know watch Alf or not. He's trying to repair his little TV set. I was very concerned yeah. about that. Yeah, and you get I was too. You, you get home and you see um, that the whole family. Uh, you know, Ron, Mom, and and uh, what's Otis are watching Alf on their TV set. So fear yeah. not, Alf makes Alf. it into this film. <laughs> it's time for Alf and chill, man. All around the all yeah. around the eighties. Yep. Get your giant ass TV dinner. <laughs> well, again, that's it, it's again where we're on that seesaw because like it not it seems like a not very subtle thing to remind you it's the eighties, but at the same time it's a cute little nod because the the mm-hmm. show. It's about an alien that comes to live with a family. They're trying to hide it from the government. You know, mirroring the movie. So, cats. And, <laughs> I, and Char- I, think, I think she even says the same thing to him that they say to Alf, where they're like, you know, we need to hide you because if the government gets you, they'll cut you up into little pieces. I believe that's what they hmm. say to Alf in the first episode, too. Hmm. So, Charlie is, like, on the verge of tears for, like, three quarters of this film. Yeah. And she looks all sad. She goes to bed. She wakes up the next day. It's her 18th birthday. 
Her fucking mom gives her, like, this flower-covered helmet that yeah. it's clear that that's not something Charlie would ever wear. How many yeah. times ha- has your 80s mom given you a present and it's, like, some awful thing and she's like, yeah, this is just a new chore I've added to your life. Well, that, no, was, that was more of the 90s for me. 80s, I always got awesome stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was, but like, it's... the early 2000s for me. Oh, well, up. yeah. Well, Fucking for real. us, we were also yeah, we were younger than Charlie was in the eighties. But um, it, it's also the thing of it's clearly the mom is trying to get her something nice and something she thinks she'll like, but it's something Charlie might have liked ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But the mom is just kind of not keeping up with what her daughter's actually into. I remember hey. uh, one Christmas, my the day before Christmas, my dad is like. Got a big surprise for you, and I was like, "Oh shit! What is this?" Like, get a job, like a <laughs> yeah. new, uh, like a video game or PlayStation Two, or what do we got going on? And uh, came out to the uh, the den the next morning. There was like a bike there, and I was like, "What's what's the surprise you were talking about?" I'm teaching you how to exercise. <laughs> oh! I'm teaching you how to exercise. God damn you, Will! <laughs> That's like a cool gift, and you're still a dick. Don't worry, kiddo. I reinforced the seat this time. No. Oh. Oh. So I thought I thought by that you were gonna say like, there was a bike out there, and he's like, "I got you a paper out." Mm. So um, Ron, gives her a, Ron gives her a book. Uh, so oh like, yeah, power of positivity or something. Yeah, and he's like, oh, "Smiling, smile oh. more. It releases endorphins." Which so this is cute. again um, releases I, endorphins into your mom last night. <laughs> I wow. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm alone in this, but I at this point I am totally relating with her, so I can feel it. I know, Ron. I heard you through the wall. Why did you keep saying that boy ain't right? <laughs> uh, so, um, friggin', she like she's like whatever. I'm gonna go to um, you know, my other dad, friggin' Uncle Hank here, and Uncle Hank's like she's like, give me that beetle, and I'll do all this stuff for you, and he's just like, fuck it, you could have it. Yeah, he didn't know Yeah. Um and so she actually gets it to start pretty quickly and drives it out a lot. Um and she takes it home, takes it in the garage, and it immediately like deploys its schlong out the bottom of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was supposed to be. I mean <laughs> Cause it was not an identifiable body part and it no. came from between the two back wheels in a pretty pretty suggestive came, spot. I thought it came from yeah. the two front wheels. Am I incorrect in that? I thought it came from the two back wheels facing towards the front. Yeah, Either I way, think it came from the back. Alright. Yeah. Either way, it's unfortunate. It's like, uh, someone want to caption Brazzers across the bottom of the screen here? <laughs> <laughs> so... So, um, yeah, she goes, she gets on her little, little repair wagon thing and, um, goes under the, the, uh, the beetle and finds a bumblebee face down there. Yeah, that's what you want. And that causes bumblebee to activate. She didn't even get to boop his nose or anything. Um, <clears throat> and <clears throat> like, how funny would it have been if she was trying to like yank that out or something or like <laughs> muck it around down there. Then he transformed. But now you you're get a, getting on browsers. <laughs> yeah. So you get the choice, though, of, uh, I mean, the the shot of her looking up all surprised as just like a bunch of things contort and bend. And uh, we transform into a bumblebee. You know what you yeah. don't get in this scene? What's that? A Insane headache? screaming. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do not. Oh, yeah. Good point. 
I don't think she ever really insane no, screams. No, there was like almost no insane screaming in this entire film. Yeah, I think every time she raises her voice, it's in a believable manner. There's it's only gone, a couple of, of explosions, mm-hmm. and they're all to accentuate stuff that's happening and not like uh, just just there. Cause... Yeah. So, um, which I I wouldn't have you know I wouldn't have held it against her if she did scream because this is fucking crazy what she's witnessing yeah so the bumblebee here i i've done a lot to block out as much as i can of the michael bay movies um and i don't really remember but this is pretty much the michael bay bumblebee right it's it is not actually well it it is and it isn't it's very much designed on it especially you can see in the face uh but they toned it down quite a bit they rounded it off they completed Mm -hmm. it so it doesn't have big missing chunks yeah, um, like you can tell, like an arm is an arm and a leg is a leg. It's it's very like. Well, I I noticed it's very like when it when it transforms, you're like I kind of see where everything goes, and yeah. I believe that all of those parts are fitting into it now. Yeah, because again, they thought about the design rather than just like, oh, we'll have random parts go fucking wherever because who cares? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I thought he looked pretty cool. Mom, mom comes in to try to interrupt. She like. Uh, you know, tries to shoo mom away. Mom kind of forces her way in, but in that split second, that was all it took for Bumblebee to turn back into the car. Yep. And mom's not happy that she brought a freaking German car into the house. S- starts. Your grandpa you know, didn't die in World War II. Yeah. By a German car. <laughs> starts okay. calling her a fascist and stuff. Um. The, so then, uh, <laughs> I forgot the dialogue, but I put. She has a heart-to-heart with Bumbles in the garage. Um, I guess she just, she talks to Bumblebee. It's pretty sweet. Uh, and his, the, the little noises that he makes um, sound like a bee to her. So she calls him Bumblebee. Uh, yeah, again, it's, this is another one of those, like, you know, pick a lane and stick in it. Because it's like, you know, oh, he, he's B-123 uh, and... Oh, he's also, he's yellow, and he, he had bees in him, and he has little, like, antennae, and he sees in honeycomb, and he sounds like a, like, just fucking pick a thing for why he's called Bumblebee and go with it, all right? Yeah. So, we cut from here to Not-So-Precious Roy, uh, over in his trailer, walking towards this new muscle car that he bought, and his girl's complaining about, or his wife is complaining about, you know, you spent all the money on this car, and, you know, he's talking about how he loves the car more than her and fucking some uh decepticons arrive and one crashes into uh you know nearby and then the other one oh and it fucking causes a 18 wheeler to flip over now i normally hate the 18 wheeler flipping over but that is how you flip over an 18 wheeler that is a believable scenario in which an 18 wheeler will flip none of this stupid the 18 wheeler does a full cartwheel over itself i like, like the gag i like the gag that it was like not my car lord come please please not my car <laughs> yeah. and not it hits car. the first one hits the 18 wheeler and he's like oh thank god <laughs> and the other <laughs> one comes and destroys his car but he's also just like fuck that guy like whoever was oh, driving yeah. that yeah. whatever yeah he's, a, so, he's got a maga so, hat now yeah <laughs> okay so he's got the a fucking yeah, so his car gets destroyed by the second one. And they, um, you know, the two Decepticons drive out as these muscle cars and uh, transform right in front of them and just shoot him with some sort of beam that causes him to pop. And, oh, uh, yeah, believe, that was weird. It's yeah. like the freaking gun in Men in Black. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the District 9, you know, 
people popper. It's it's a, it's just a fun thing. That's a, somehow a PG thirteen way to kill a person. Yeah, yep. it shows you the Decepticons are like just gonna fucking kill people. You know. Yeah, they don't care. Like they're beneath them, so they but, don't care. Yeah, the other big thing, like Joe said, though, this is. Weirdly enough, this is a acceptable PG-13 way of murdering, so, hey, alright. Yeah. yeah, complete molecular, like, destruction here, or, yeah. or, you know, being blown apart into protoplasm is fine, but, you yeah, know, it's, God forbid ar- you show any blood. Yeah, it's arguably more psychologically damning, but, you yeah. know, hey. So, alright, now the Decepticons are here, they go driving off, they're going after Bumblebee's also, energy wait- signature. If I could just throw in a quick note, though, wonderful little detail. At this point, when they transform, mm-hmm. they are clearly just cars. Yep. Also, mm-hmm. wonderful thing it, because of the you know the way the design is and everything. But later on, when they show up and they have their third forms, they clearly have parts from you know the the plane and helicopter and whatever. Now, so, are these? Was a nice touch. Would these be considered triple changers, or are they? Yeah. Did, oh, that's right, because they do. They stay. They st- retain the ability to turn into muscle cars. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. At one point, they fly down and then transform into cars. Now, has it ever been made clear? Like, can a transformer once it's picked its thing on another world, can it suddenly decide to do another thing and forsake its first thing, or is it like it's just locked? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I believe. Uh, they never really addressed it in the the original cartoon. I don't think they cared. You know, it was yep. just to sell toys. Um, and then later on, I think they, they did say once you had a form, you were kind of stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And then I think maybe when the movies came out is when they started saying you could just pick whatever. But okay. I could be wrong on that. All right. So um, so just, uh, just as a side, I did put yep. a picture of the 2007 Bumblebee and the new design. In the yeah. chat, the 07 one looks crazy as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I forgot he was that awful looking. Yeah, like, so you can still see the influence, but it's the the new one is way better and looks oh, yeah. like a thing. Yep. Um, I will lodge my standard complaint of the um. I don't mind the big lower legs, but the upper legs should be way bigger to hold that much weight up. But you know, it's I mean, my, it's how my toy how, can do it fine. Well, you're never mind. I'm not gonna argue the science with you. <laughs> I don't think you should argue the science of transforming alien robots. Well, yeah. I'm I'm going to. It's, well, it... <laughs> all right, if we're going down that route, let's also keep in mind this is not like you know muscle legs. These are somewhat mechanical, so yeah, it's a whole different. I mean, structure. it's a sturdier material, but it's still that same problem. How right. many how many forks in a thermofoil produce antimatter? <laughs> It's only his first day. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so fucking now, uh, the next day, uh, the mom fucking just drives off in Bumblebee to go to the vet. And Bumblebee seemed okay with that, but only starts goofing off when fucking, uh, what's her name, uh, Charlie shows up here. Well, I think Bumblebee knew to just keep his mouth shut. It's yeah. only when she showed up, he's like, oh, this is cool. Yep. So but she pulls also, her. Also, I'm sorry, but kind of. Fuck you to the mom, because, like, my first day of owning a new car, and you just take it without took asking? It. Like, just took it. Or telling me, or anything? Like, damn. Also, she really hates German people, so she shouldn't have, like, have gotten in that Volkswagen. <laughs> um, so, she pulls her mom over, I guess just leaves her moped, where, and then, it's um... the 80s, you know? Yeah. 
it's fine. It's simpler times. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then they go just. I don't even know if, if the dog gets to the vet fine or anything. That that's no. just gone. We're <laughs> off. We're at the beach now with Bumblebee, and we're fucking around there. And it's a cute scene. It's a stupid scene, but it's a cute scene of the these two. Um, you know, farting around on the beach. You got uh, you know, the they're talking about when they need to hide. And she hides behind a rock, so Bumblebee's like, I'll hide behind a rock, and no, 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 he clearly can't fit behind the rock. But, um, I'm, I'm just gonna guess that, like, Bumblebee has, his processing unit hasn't fully repaired itself, or fully oh, powered yeah. up, and it's just kind of like he's not getting enough oxygen to his brain right now. Well, that's the thing, it's, it's weird, because a lot of this not really gone over in Transformers lore, but it, he seems to have reverted back to being a child yeah well because from the very beginning like her first bonding with him she puts her hands up and he just kind of puts his face in it like it's you know like a yeah. little puppy or something well, yeah he's lost his memory so that's probably like oh yeah that's what i'm saying yeah. he's, he's like he's not just lost his memory he's like reverted back to a full child yeah. and he's learning all over again yeah so he's yeah it's like not all the parts of his brain are activated yet we'll just go with that so, all right, we we'll cut to John Cena. He's got Iron Giant disease. Yep. John Cena gets a report that, yeah, um... Yeah, which, by the way, quickly, mm-hmm. uh, Iron Giant was an influence for the this movie, so... Yeah, I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, that's obvious, but yeah. Yeah. And E.T. <clears throat> and uh, I'm sure E.T. I mean, Spielberg's all over this shit, too, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh... So, all right, we find out about the two Transformers that landed, uh, you know, destroying Precious, or not-so-Precious Roy. Um, and John Cena gets word of it, and he's like, we're going to Texas. And uh, he... Which, which, again, though, right here, we get a young Agent Simmons. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Is that John Totoro? No, yep. it was a it was a John Totoro, like, younger lookalike. Oh, well, you yeah, know, it's I not did... actually John Totoro, but it's No, John but it's his, it's his character. Yeah. 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 I didn't put that wow. together. But goddamn, they, they need to get that out of the movies. They, yeah. Well, that's the thing. They very intentionally make it subtle. Yeah. Yes. Also, does John Cena have a, a big ass scar on his face now? Yes, yes from from the accident. You know when yeah, Bumblebee bumble, yeah. bumbled into him. That's what I figured, but I just uh, didn't care. Bumbled into him? You mean put a Humvee on top of his head? And also, yeah, are yeah, we? Are no, it's we, more from yeah when Blitzwing blew everybody and, up. And are also, are we to believe that like his buddy that he was talking to died in that attack? You, we I, don't see him again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just recast him, and now he's yeah. War Machine somewhere. So well. That's the thing. I would be interested to know, like, if they try and do other things with that. Like, he just—he doesn't seem to be that injured. But it'd be cool if he became some kind of fractured thing, and they go down a plot line, much like in Prime, which I won't get into a, that whole thing. But where he gets a, a transformer dick, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah, he finds the one that Bumblebee dropped. Yeah. And just puts it on. That's so, cool. um, it from the belt. yeah. So, jo- friggin' Agent Burns here. Uh, because they interrupted that part where he was being smug and, like, shooting his paintball gun at the guy and telling everyone how awesome he is, and then, like, fucking Bumblebee blew up his his little party. Um, he hates all Transformers now. They all gotta go. Um, so he fucking, he's there with Dr. Powell, who we just meet now. Um, fucking weirdo. He's the scientist, so of course he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, and he... 
uh, and John Cena set up a roadblock for these Decepticons, who conveniently, the the roadblock is also supported by a Harrier jet and a uh, Cobra gunship, which the the two Decepticons scan, and they're like, oh, I'm going to turn into those. I got that now. Thank you. Yep. Um, So, yeah, they, uh, what you call it, like the two Decepticons are like, all right, I got an idea. Let's pretend for a second that we give one shit about the people of Earth. <laughs> we could con them into helping us find Bumbles, and it'll just be great. So you're suggesting some sort of deception? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, the, you could the other one, like, right in his eyes, there was, like, a guitar solo played in the back. He's like, I am. <laughs> So they fucking introduce themselves as Decepticons. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they just make a deal where they're like, yo, check it out. Just let us use your satellites to boost our signal so we can, like, send a signal, you know. Well, no, 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 so we can find Bumblebee. And we'll just, you know, we, we'll show you cool stuff. We can do cool things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the other guys are like, Powell's like, yeah, nah, of course. It's cool. Legit. Checks <laughs> right, out. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Wait, and he's I mean, all alien race. This is awesome. We're having yeah. communication. But, you know, one thing I do like with this movie, and the 80s setting really helps out, is he does make a point later on where he's like, they're just going to go to the Russians yeah. if they don't, you know, if we don't take them. And you know the fucking Russians would have been like, <laughs> yo, we'll give you whatever you want. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. Take all satellites. Deceptions <laughs> yeah. are just like, do any of these actually work? <laughs> What's happening right now? <laughs> But yeah, also another good sign. Is this made out of potatoes? (laughs) Another great sign that this is not just a Bay movie is the military is just not automatically great and amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, all right, now, um, this is when they're walking in the woods, right? Yes. And, like, Charlie uh, tries to fix his voice box, reaches inside his chest, and activates his communication from Optimus Prime. Yeah. Like Bumblebee, you are our only hope. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. cuts to another, like, Cybertron battle flashback of Optimus, you know, fighting off basically all the Decepticons. And he's in a pretty hard-to-escape situation, but somehow he does. He's fucking Optimus, man. He's Optimus Prime. Yeah. yeah. They didn't, like, I think the only person we didn't see there was Megatron, who's probably, I guess, the only one that could stop him. Um, so, all right. Um, so now Bumbles is like, all right, I'm going to go home and uh, let's watch some 80s movies. Fire up the Breakfast Club. Um, well, meanwhile, um, Charlie is uh, dicking around in the, the car she's trying to fix and pulls the radio out and shoves that in uh, Bumble's abs. And uh, now Bumblebee can talk, sort of. Well, he can he can make radio, make the radio make noise. And then Bumblebee's like uh, fucking, he's firing tapes out his tape deck at high velocities. Uh, he does not. Um, <laughs> he does not. Or Rick Ashley. Yeah, it does not take kindly to being Rickrolled. I, however, loved it. Um, and then, yeah, he goes over to go, like, put another fucking movie in, and it's Charlie's old diving tapes with her dad. And Charlie freaks out. Like, how dare you? Why would you ever play that, Bumblebee? You're fucking filth. I hate you. <laughs> um, Piece of shit. Yeah, ass. So, yeah, okay, Private. so that was the last thing that she did with her dad was, you know, the diving, I guess, or last time she saw her dad, and he had a heart attack. And it's sad. I think he had a heart attack because Ron was giving him so much cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that that didn't happen. Right? It's an unanswerable question. Yeah, it is. 
<laughs> Alright, so he wanted that milk. <laughs> so now like they um they're looking at dad's records, they fire up um should call it some songs there. She gets all sad, gives Bumblebee a big hug. Um made me wonder, like, in the shooting of this, did they make like a Bumblebee torso for her to hug? Or I wanted they to did. see what she was hugging and then like did they CGI over it or yeah, they uh, they made a life-size Bumblebee for uh, comparison shots for when, they, mm-hmm. you know, uh, height and everything. Uh, they also made a functional torso and arms so they could have it interact with her. Mm. And then, yeah, just CGI'd. That better end up on an amusement park ride somewhere. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, all right, so now uh, this guy who's been trying to talk to Charlie the whole movie... Uh, he he walks. He's just like I'm not a nerd. I'm not a nerd. I'm a nerd, but it doesn't matter. He's like, uh, I'm going. I'm going to ask him for a date, and he just plows into the garage, and fucking Bumblebee's <laughs> standing there, and he's just like, what the fuck? And now we uh, we meet Memo, um, who uh, yeah, he's freaking out, and Charlie's like, okay, so um, you got to promise not to tell anyone, or I get to run you over with my car. It's <laughs> <laughs> a like, threat. Oh, Okay, well, I don't want that to happen, so I guess I won't tell anyone. And now he meets Bumblebee, too. And now we have our trio of protagonists. Yay. Uh, so, yeah, they're um, fucking, you know, they're, they're bonding, they're doing their thing, they're driving around, they're losing a memo shirt. Yeah, so uh, let's talk, I, she had two shirts on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More than one shirt. This was an excuse to get the guy's shirt off, which is weird, yeah. but... Hey, whatever. All right, so, so I turned my I turned my head for a minute. What was? Why did she want him to take the shirt off? To so blindfold herself. Blind. Yeah, you're uh, clearly which, having a robot drive, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I I think it, that's the thing that's kind of weird. Is like I'm going to show you he can drive by taking my hands off yeah. the wheel. That's not enough. I need to blindfold myself. That's not yep. enough. I'm going to stand up and be outside the sunroof thing. Because uh, you know what could have worked? Put your hands over your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> now I will say I will say this though, right? So this movie I, I don't remember the pacing of the first Transformers movie, but both of these movies are about the bond between a person coming of age and their first car. You know, in those magical moments of the, uh, like that step into an adulthood. I thought it was yeah. about wanting to bang Megan Fox on the hood of a car. Is so that... that too. This movie I feel like in about half the time has so much more con- like accurately conveyed that compared to the first Michael Bay film. Oh yeah. That like like it's like night and day. And way Whoa. better cuz now we're seeing, you know, kind of awkward first date thing with this memo guy and everything mm. and nobody's having their parents come in and talk about masturbating. Or, oh, you know, God, yeah. stepping on a dog or whatever. Or a dog that's constantly humping things. Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, the uh, there's a military brass meeting where they're all talking about, like, um, you know, should we trust these robots? Are they going to, they're going to come and advance on Washington? And, like, they're all making these different points. And John C. is like, they're called the Decepticons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Like. It's a bit of a problem. Yeah, and I like that they're just calling out the bullshit of, like, you know, the old show. Their um, eyes are red, man. Come yeah. on. They have so, things. <laughs> but, yeah, speaking of red, the freaking Dr. Powell plays the Russian card, and that, that wins it right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, but the, yeah, uh, I, I like I like how we're we're just getting into it now. We'll get into more later, but it is a thing where this general is, you know, basically trying to play them as much as they're playing him because mm-hmm. he's thinking like, oh, we we'll get this information from, we'll get this technology, and you know, it'll be awesome for everybody, and then we can just yeah. kill them or whatever, scrap them for parts. Yeah, fucking um. So the Decepticons walk into the, uh, you know, the military satellite network. They look at the phones. They're like, those phones connect to other computers? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, these motherfuckers don't know about the internet. We're going to rock their damn world. So, like, Doc, like, setting that up, like, Dr. Powell has an orgasm pretty much right on the spot with the, the whole idea of the internet. Um, so, yeah. So the internet comes from Decepticons, not CERN. Not Al Gore, Decepticons. But it is um, still a series of tubes. It is, yeah, no, at this point it is clearly a series of tubes. Many of which are going out of a Decepticon's chest. Yeah. Uh, actually, that would explain a lot about the internet. <laughs> yeah. Just the, uh, the evil nature of it all. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so, um, now the, the trio, they drive up to a random cliffside party where, you know, people are just jumping into the water from up on a high cliff. And, like, she gets straight up voluntold by, uh, you know, Captain Peer Pressure over here and Bumblebee that, like, is to go jump off the cliff here. Bumblebee, like, whacks her with the door. And then this motherfucker has the audacity to proclaim that she has both the touch and the power <laughs> and to attempt to motivate her. And it, it almost works. What did you guys think of the inclusion of the touch in this scene? I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cute little throwback, you know, Easter egg, whatever. Yeah. It, uh, and it, it works with his talking through the radio. Yeah, it needed to be there somewhere. And I yeah. think this is as good of a spot as any, to put it. Uh, Charlie, however, is like, I am not jumping off this cliff. She uh, wusses out, runs away. It's fucking um, Tina and her other two harpies come talk all kinds of good shit at, at Charlie. Talk about, like, oh, you should have your dad buy you a better car. Oh, that's right. He's dead. I'm sorry. God, like, what the fuck? Like, fucking awful. Yeah, you know it's like, not even super funny. What's that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, that strips away enough of Tina's humanity that you don't mind what happens to her in this next scene. Yeah, but you know what yeah. I would have done? I would have rolled the window that... up on her hand and started driving away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, Wait, just... Yeah. Do like oh, Bulltooth the... Tony from uh, Snatch. He'd be like, I'm just driving down the street with your head in my window. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not power windows, so it would have taken a while to <laughs> yeah. paint. Yeah, yeah it's hard it's to Bumble- do that. Bumblebee could have rolled it up faster. <laughs> when, do you also, think, I, when do you think I, the term roll up the window will fall out of the public? It's a good question. Like, yeah, I, I mean, what, are you, what else are you going to say, though? Power up the window? Put up uh, the window, put down the window? Yeah, raise or lower the window. Um, sure. I think we got a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember well, one um, time at, after school, I, my grandma actually locked me inside the car um, when I was like in preschool. Inside? Yeah, like, what do you mean? <laughs> there was no way I could, re- I was too small to reach the like unlock button. I was oh, in like okay. a car seat. Mm. Uh, so left you in a car, basically. <laughs> and then I saw her pick up this big brick. She was about to break the window. <laughs> and somehow I was able to reach my foot out and roll the window down. <laughs> One of those yeah. classic grandma stories that they tell mm. like twice in a visit. Now, did, did she aim the brick at the window? Right <laughs> That's what I'm picturing, the one that you're right <laughs> next to. <laughs> I don't remember. Like, grandma, no! 
I just remember a picture of her with a, or like this image of her with a big rock. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure the door was locked? <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this fucker out now. I'm on a mission from God. I spent too much money at Toys R Us and Taco Bell on this kid. He didn't, didn't appreciate so, my son's bike. But yeah, I, I also, I feel like this is, I want, I was expecting from this scene it to end like the Simpsons where he's, uh, Nelson comes over like, ha ha, your mom's a jailbird. And Bart's like, yes, yeah, so's yours. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> so, all right, the next scene, fucking, um, they're going to go TP Tina's house. And, you know, Charlie shows Bumblebee the procedure of how you throw a roll of toilet paper. And Bumblebee fucking like suburban commandos the entire pack of toilet paper. It's just, it's in orbit now. Um, and then she's like, Bumblebee does it. Yeah. So they're like, all right, let's move on to the eggs. And Wait, why, which, why? Why? <laughs> like, you just saw what, well, you just saw what happened. You're going to give them eggs? I was like, they're lucky he didn't like launch them through the window like well, a freaking rocket. Yeah, this time they were clearly like, this is your target. Hit the car. Yeah. Uh, so Bumblebee gets so excited. He's he's happy as a clam here as he goes and just mashes like 23 eggs into the top of the car. And, you know, they're all cheering him on and he's rubbing it in there. Fucking wax on, wax off. And it escalates. It escalates pretty quickly. It's like he's oh, like yeah. a, a chimp that just reached sexual maturity. Yeah, uh... He he lennies the shit out of this car. He just fucking yeah. smashes the eggs in there, then gets on it and just stomps them in, just jump it up and down, fucking flips the car over. Really like, zacks it up. Yeah. So uh they just fucking book. Like he transforms and they run and Tina comes out and her car is is ruined. Oh, and yeah. uh it's good times. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she calls for her mom and that's the last we see of that character. I think Bumblebee should have killed her dad, though. I think that really would have been. Oh, yeah. He yeah. If, if she, find out, like... If the dad was in the car... <laughs> perfect. You just see some blood and gray matter oozing out. Yeah. If this was the Bayverse, that's probably what would have happened. But... Or, like, you know, if if after she yells for her mom, she's like, where's dad? And she's like, oh, he was under your car changing your oil. <laughs> <laughs> We had a fight. I made him sleep in your car. Yeah. You don't even need to see, like, like the dead body or anything. Just like, ah, fuck. Anyway, so... <laughs> well, as Bumblebee pulls out and, and and Tina screams for her mom, it just cuts to the destroyed car, and you see a pool of blood forming underneath the wreckage. Mm-hmm. So now he's he's driving, you know, and he's speeding past this police officer in a Volkswagen Beetle, which I don't think is even possible. Like, I understand that it's, you know, it's a robot, not a Volkswagen Beetle, but if he takes on the characteristics of the vehicle, I don't, I don't think those things really can break the speed limit. Um, It's hard to say with that, because obviously, yeah, yeah, they show that the kind of the physiology is that, I mean, it's weird because he has like a real radio in him. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like he's, you can... You could tell that the way they set it up, they made it so, like, his dick falls out, and then his head's just yeah. underneath the car, so obviously, they, it's real, I mean, I'm using air quotes, real physics, where it's like, there are robot parts there. Yeah. So maybe it's not, like, a real motor. I mean, it, the, oh, it for yeah. sure is not, a re, it's yeah. not a Volkswagen motor. Uh, yeah, the, the radio thing is a little weird, because that really shouldn't have worked, but yeah, it I don't know plug how plug into much... a fucking, you know, Autobot. 
Yeah. Or what? A, what is their race called? Are they Cybertronians? Is that the name of the yeah. Transformers race? Okay. Yeah, they're Cybertronians. Well, you know what? We'll deduct another twenty-five cents for that. Sure. All right. They're so still at, they're still at like five fifty. Yeah, you get a, an unnecessary scene here, really, where there's uh, we crank up the Sammy Hagar. He can't drive fifty-five. We got to have a a chase with a police car where he's using some transforming tactics to fuck with the police car. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool, but I was kind of like, uh, you know, I think the the scene of him just trashing Tina's car was enough. Um, so yeah, but we needed that bonding moment between her and Memo. So yeah, that's true. There was the sexual tension of them sort of being pushed together. Um, all right. So they, uh, he goes home. Well, they all go home. Um, you know, Memo's just like, am I going to get to hit that? And she's like, good night. And he's still standing there like, can I salvage this? And she's like, no, and closes the door in his face. So um, now fucking it's the next day. She's got to go to work and uh, she's going to leave. Uh, no, she's going to she's going to leave Bumblebee alone. Um, she puts cover over him. Gives him her pop tart like. I don't know what you've seen so far that suggests that he needs that. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird, but she means yeah. well. So kudos to the family dog who can, you know, get up on the hood of the Volkswagen without knocking the cover off and get that Pop-Tart. Um, but she's off at the uh, friggin' um, the hot dog on a stick. They got to go steal some sticks from the the frozen banana stand so they could get their, um, you know, rest development reference in. And, uh... Should we call it? Now we get probably my low point for the film when the dog runs off with the pop tart. Bumblebee transforms, sees the dog, and activates his like uh, his tactical HUD thing. You know when he's in combat mode, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go in the house now and just fuck around." Now I liked how it began, where he stuck his face through the doggy door and just put a little too much tension on it and knocked the whole door out of the frame. And I think if he just did that and it was like, okay, let me back up and just go back to pretending to be a car. No, but he fucking bumbles around the whole house, just trashes everything. There's some cool, like, I like his sort of half transformations he uses to like wheel through the door and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, oh man, he's just ruining this house. This isn't funny. This is just... This loses a couple dollars for me. Yeah, this is like oh, a Harry dollars, and the Hendersons huh? level kind of thing. Uh, yeah, this knocked off about a dollar, I would okay. say. I'd dollar, say... dollar and change. Okay, I mean, I can, I can see that. I am trying to, I am trying to stay grounded in the fact that this is a movie based on yeah. a cartoon that was based on toys. So I'm like, yeah. now, it's goofy. It's aimed at children, which is what it should be. <laughs> Well, I know. I remember when we saw it in the theaters, Tony laughed so hard he pissed himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, that happens a lot. Tony already peed himself at the, the Cybertron, so he's like, "I'm sitting in my own piss. What's a little more?" Uh, that wasn't pee, Joe. Okay, yeah. well, oh, goodness, I'm sitting in my own fluids, so we might as well invite everyone to this yeah, party. They've gotten cold. Might as well warm them up a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, um, like. I sh- I haven't pointed out, but like this movie has done more than just a Cybertron scene to like earn a few more. I don't know, maybe earn at least another dollar in change since then. So like the fact that it lost some change here has not really offset that you know what it's gained. I gotcha. Um. So yeah, 
Bumbles just fucking destroys the house. It sucks. But he he figures out the wall outlet, and he's like, oh, (laughs) I probably get some power from this. And uh, he starts getting some energon charge, and he gets the green sparks. And uh, that, the internet does not like that. Um, It (laughs) turns... Yeah, tells the two Decepticons. Right. Yep. <laughs> tells the two Decepticons that like exactly where he is. They're like, let's go. So they turn um, into muscle cars and go driving off. Energon has been traditionally portrayed as purple in color and not green. Mm-hmm. Dislike. <laughs> so fucking uh yeah, the bad guys are on route. Uh, Charlie comes home. Well, she gets called out of work basically by Memo, who's like, yo, uh, Bumblebee's destroying your whole house. Yeah. Your car fucked up the house. <laughs> yeah. So fucking this part's kind of cool. Only because like I like she's like freaking out at him. And it's like, you were supposed to stay a car. So he transforms back into the Bumblebee. She's like, inside the fucking house doesn't do anything. <laughs> so he turns into this like half car, half Bumblebee, sad, like wheel hybrid thing. Um, it looks like a I, Segway monster. Yeah. <laughs> and now, fucking... Charlie, I don't understand how she plays this. So, um... So wrong. So yeah. wrong. <laughs> so, like, Mom comes home, and all she had to say is, like, Mom, I have no idea how this happened. Like, yeah. I just got home a few minutes ago. What the hell happened to our house? But I think we got robbed. Lying, guys. Yeah. Something like that. You know, which, like, any teenager would do out of self-defense anyway. Fucking, no, she's like, Mom, this is my fault. And the mom's immediately like, of course it's her fault. Like, she totally just ripped apart the floor. Yeah, she ripped the ceiling fan out. Yeah. She just decided to come home early from work and just rampage our house like a fucking bull. Yeah. <laughs> like, like in the, le- the time since you saw her last, I don't think she was physically capable of doing all that damage. It's one thing if some shit's knocked over and the TV's destroyed and, like, a few appliances are broken or something. But it's like, the floor is destroyed. <laughs> like, she, I don't, I don't know how the mom's like, okay, yeah, she did this. But anyway, so they have an argument. She's like, mom, you've gotten over dad, but I haven't. I'm going to go sulk off. And, uh, you know, she's like, I'm going to go sadly ride with Memo and Bumblebee. And then um, John Cena's like, oh, I'm going to fuck up your day even more. And it's fucking government ambush. And he's like, don't run. And Bumblebee's like, run, you say? And just <laughs> runs. And you're like, what the hell was that? Like, that was your plan? Show up in full force and just go, don't run? Yep. Which also, I, I like that they don't, I don't know what technology they might have or be using here. But my first thought would be, wouldn't you want to try and just be like, it's just a car, dude. Fuck off. Yeah. It can't um, be the only yellow Volkswagen in this whole town. Yeah, make them play a card or two before yeah. you know, it just goes to the fucking harpoons. So uh, the Decepticons show up and they beat the tar out of Bumblebee. And then, um, you know, the government shows up and they fire their taser harpoon things and taser the crap out of Bumblebee. And he's captured. Um, and so tar- Charlie, also in the process of trying to help Bumblebee, gets tasered. And so she's out, and she wakes up, um, and there's a John Cena in her house, which is cause for alarm. He's talking to, uh, you know, her her mom and to Ron, and, you know, 
Ron's talking about like, you know, I've never done anything wrong. Uh, you know, no, he's like, no, when I was her age, I, you know, I stole some Malamars and freaking Agent Burns is like, yeah, we know. That one like, did actually make me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it got a chuckle out of me. We know what um, Malamar bars are code for. Yeah. So meanwhile, like, like, so Charlie's like, they're like, go back to your room. And so Charlie's like, okay. I'm glad you didn't put any guards outside because I'm putting on my leather, saying whatever, and climbing out the damn window. <laughs> yep. And yeah, she's goes over to uh, memos, watches some news, like just like okay, well they're obviously at the Air Force Base. It's the '80s, so no one's guarding it worth a damn. Let's just go. And um, you know they head off, and they leave Lewis uh, in charge of making sure Mom doesn't know. Uh, and yeah, they're they're off to to go save Bobby. Uh, but meanwhile, the Decepticons have him chained up at the base, and they're torturing him. Pretty, being, pretty dark stuff. Yeah. yeah. They're, oh, yeah. waterboarding his ass. Yeah. They didn't bother to check to see whether or not his voice box is intact. Yeah. Just Who cares? whipping his ass, yeah. And Dr. Powell's kind of like... I might yeah. have made a slight miscalculation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, when they're talking about Optimus Prime, he's like, uh, who's Optimus Prime? And they're like, Shut up, you maggot. And like, <laughs> at that point, I would have been like, all right, I gotta go take a dump and leave. <laughs> yeah. Go talk to John then, Cena. Yeah, maybe talk to some people. <laughs> and also, how are they not like, how do you not know who Optimus Prime is? Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeez, man. Yeah, so like our basically, Jesus. they're just talking out loud about, all right, Bumblebee, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna beat you up. Then we're going to fucking take over the satellites and we're going to call in a whole Decepticon army here because we know Optimus Prime is going to be coming here and we're going to have a whole ambush waiting for him and we'll burn this whole damn planet down. And so Dr. Powell's like, get out my little walkie-talkie here, talk to John Cena and be like, yeah, um, we've made a terrible mistake. Uh, they're calling a whole army here. Um, and then fucking, I guess it's Dropkick uses his people popper to, <laughs> to turn Dr. Powell into goo. Uh, and then, if I remember right, uh, one of them, I forget which one, just straight up shoots Bumblebee right here, right in the chest, right? Yeah, yeah. dropkick, I think. Yeah, just finishes him off. And then they're like, alright, well, fuck him, we got a radio tower nearby, let's just go, you know, send the signal. And so, they're, um, they use the taser guns as defibrillators, which is also another kind of low point in this film. I would accept some bullshit for how they could get him up. Like, maybe they plugged him into, like, a main power line or something, and it charged parts of Bumblebee that weren't e weren't even active yet, that he didn't even know about. Well, I think you the know. problem here is that Charlie didn't just jam a Matrix into the center of his chest. Yeah. That's you mean correct. stab a Matrix into yeah, his chest? Like, yeah, like, sit, sit on his chest screaming while stabbing this... Mm. object into his body yeah yeah so either way the scene's kind of bs like he should either just be dead or like there should be something better than they hit him with a taser but what if he's not works like what a if he's not dead at all mm -hmm. and he's just rebooting i mean i i yeah so that that could work but i would like some indication of that that's fair. not because it just makes it look like Charlie fucking brings it back with the power of love. And there ain't enough Huey Lewis in this movie for that to be in play. So I, um, I will give them a bit more credit than that, because I'd rather have the defibrillator excuse than just have her, like, cry over his body and that somehow wakes yeah, him. Yeah, but it's, it's not enough for me. 
like so wait wait yeah. so shooting him repeatedly with the electro guns didn't like wasn't close enough to a defibrillator for you why would a defibrillator work well because it's well i don't remember what happened she just shined a light in his eyes the first time to wake him up right yeah um so, i mean maybe it's just a, an decept- electrical surge i don't know I, I don't know these decepticons are professional killers and they had him dead to rights like it it just it seems real sloppy to me that they're just like bang and w- go away and then oh no he's not dead whatever he's fine he's better than he ever was that's fair and, yeah it, it just struck me as as like kind of lazy writing yeah it'd be one thing if there was like there were parts that he could reassemble himself with if there was fucking like you know he got like some major power jolt from like a big power conduit or something like Something a little more than just they taser him. Yeah, yeah. something more significant. I I can see that. Yeah. So either way, jo- you know, John Cena and the gang show up, and they're like, "Hey, you want more harpoons? Because <laughs> we brought more yeah. harpoons." Yeah, and yeah, we got I, ordered, I ordered like fifty yeah. harpoons from Amazon. We got to use them. <laughs> yeah. This time, Bumblebee is like, "Ah, oh, you know, I got I got this girl here that I'm fighting to protect." All of a sudden, I remembered that I'm a fucking Cybertronic warrior, <laughs> and he puts down his his HUD. He gets his uh, gun arm out. He's got his sword arm. He's fucking blowing up vehicles with this thing. It's like no one implicitly dies here, but I'm pretty sure some people <laughs> died here. Yeah, <laughs> they're having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and John Cena. <laughs> John Cena does sell it well. Where he makes that face where he's like, "All right, we have fucked up." <laughs> Well, yeah, th- like you said, though, he does have that, and it's a good moment where he's just like, oh, shit. And then Bumblebee, yeah. like, backhands him, but that is literally getting hit by a car. Like, yeah. that yeah. fuck you up. No, um, John Cena has been, he's had worse odds that he has no sold. He can take a Bumblebee slap. Um, so, fucking, they, you know, he goes off, they go driving away from these you know, government goons to go find this uh this tower where the uh the Decepticons are setting up their little communication device. Uh Memo's like, alright, leave me here. I'll slow them down. <laughs> it Okay. It gave me flashbacks to episode one of our podcast when um the, the Beastmaster's father tries to stop that like barbarian <laughs> horde from entering the village. <laughs> and they all just trample him over. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking knock over his stilt house dirt farm. <laughs> but Whatever I, that shit was. I do give them credit here, because uh, I, I do like that he's, you know, like, oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll stay here and I'll give you, mm-hmm. buy you a few minutes or whatever. And he's out there and he's like, you, halt, halt. But, like, it immediately does nothing. Like, the, the yeah. music starts to swell and then it's just like, nope, they're just going to drive past your dumb ass. So now we get, like, a car chase. It's like the government's chasing after this guy. Which, they haven't addressed the whole, like, what are we going to do when we find him? We're basically a dog chasing a car right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the harpoons aren't going to do it, and he's got a really big gun now. But anyway, so now the fucking, the family in the station wagon shows up, and I was like, god damn it. Why do we have to have this scene? And this movie does a good job of, like, they put this scene that shouldn't be there in there, and then someone's like, hey, 
I got an idea for how this could actually be cool. Yeah. And Ron is a freaking champ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's time for Ron to, to win some respect here. And he's just, he's like, my car is really wide. And he's taking up the whole road zigzagging. And then he does this in like a intersection. He does like a fucking power slide with the station wagon. And on Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is believable. Yeah. yeah. Checks out. Um, Ron wishes he was wearing like a white blazer. Yeah. Uh, so the right fucking bear. Like a car comes from one direction, screeches to a halt, just barely avoids crashing into him. Truck from another direction, John Cena from another direction. They all screech to a halt, and you know no one hits anybody. But the last truck, fucking like Blues Brothers, this whole scene yeah. <laughs> goes like flying over. And but I also like the response here, which is immediately after the mom is like, you're an asshole, and starts hitting him. And the kid's like, that's awesome, and then throws up. Like, yeah, and, yeah, and so that scene in the car saved this whole scene. Because yeah. I was like, I, you know, why, why do we need this? And then, and I like Ron's defense, because she's like, <laughs> he's like, what? I mean, I'm, I know one kid's here, but I'm trying to save the other kid. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the the kid barfs. It's it's a good time. So uh, now we go to the the scene where Bumblebee is uh, gonna save the world. So um, his, Charlie's like, "What do you want me to do?" And he throws her in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but he wins her over with a Smith song. So. Yep. All right. She's like, "I will wallow in garbage for you." Um, and he goes off to you know start. Uh, his attempt to stop this transmitter and he, you know, intelligently first shoots the damn transmitter a bunch of times. Uh, wait, if I could just, because I was just thinking about that, but she's also kind of an idiot because she's like, you know, I don't want to be in the garbage. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Okay, I'll be in the garbage. Like, I think I would have been like, can I just go in one of those brick buildings instead? Yeah, how about <laughs> I go? Yeah, and then a fucking, like, like dropkick and uh, Bumblebee start fighting. And a missile immediately flies to those two dumpsters. Oh, yeah. It, like, blows her out of it. Um, And we get this actually pretty cool shot of her running through the whole scene. Because now she saw there's, like, there's a part that she's like, I could probably yank that out, and that'll fuck things up. So she's like, I'm going to go do that. I'll be useful. So she's running across the fight between Bumblebee and Dropkick. And, you know, it's pretty clear that she's running against a green screen on a treadmill. Sure. But... What they're showing on that green screen is pretty damn awesome. Oh, and yeah. it, it's what we came to the movie theater for. See some robots fighting robots. They were just beating the bejesus out of each other, yeah. too. And um, fucking John Cena shows up in his little Huey helicopter here, and uh, that does not go very well. He starts shooting at, um, what's the pink one called? Uh, Shatter. Or Shatter. Shatter. Yeah, starts sh- Shatter's like, get that out of my face. <laughs> shoots him down um now uh, i accepted it because the movie built up some positive karma but you can't just fucking catch a helicopter and stop it from <laughs> exploding and whatnot like helicopters tend to crumple when they crash and blow up so either way though john, action star helicopters. yeah john cena's got to survive yeah it's an uh, 80s it's, movie if, yeah it's an a-team it. helicopter it could ram a cliffside and everyone gets out fine <laughs> so if you're the good guys. Yeah. Hey, you, oh, well, um, well, no, in the A-team, that was the bad guys, because then the good guys would have to do a flying tackle 
onto the bad guys that have just climbed out of the helicopter that crashed. Oh, okay. But anyway, so um, now for Dropkick's like, all right, I could be this Cobra gunship, so I'm going to do that. And he makes the classic helicopter mistake of you could fly up, fly up, like yes. stay yeah. at a distance and shoot Bumblebee while he can't do anything against you. Um, and, you know, as usual, the, the 20 millimeter cannon on the Cobra gunship is just like a little pop gun when in real life it looks way cooler than that. But um, I'll buy that it can't pierce Autobot armor. Um, and fucking, like, now uh, Bumblebee's like, I'll show you how you're supposed to use a harpoon. And he fucking throws it in the helicopter rotor and tangles up a uh, freaking um, dropkick here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll fuck your day. So this and- dude's trying to transform back to robot mode, but, uh, whoops, he's got, he's got chains. In all of his robot bits. So he yeah, has his adult books. Yeah. Yeah, that was his all, jig is up. He's all a tangle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's like, his gears are, are straining, and he just tries to transform, and it just it just busts all of his joints. Yeah, he transforms into a pile of parts. Yeah. Well, yeah, even better, though, he, like, he's still, like, talking shit, and Bumblebee yeah. just goes, get over here, and rips him in half. Yeah. <laughs> he really does just scorpion his ass. Yeah. So, um, now, like, Charlie's trying to take the power source out of the, uh, the transmitter. She's done some, some heroic, like, climbing, you know, jump around moves. And fucking Shrapnel's, like, not having that. She's like, I'm going to turn into a fucking Harrier. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. just, you know, uh, again, it's, it's a damn Harrier. Like, even if it could only be, like, the our world equivalent of the gun on it and not, like, a Decepticon gun, that gun would just fuck that whole platform up i'm guessing they she didn't want to like fully deploy it because she didn't want to hit the transmitter yeah but um either way bumblebee shoots her down so now you know she's she, her and, and bumbles engage in fisticuffs so dropkick and, was like a big dumb brute yep uh shatter is like knows what's up because <laughs> yeah it's a totally different fighting style that she's using she's just yeah. wrecking bumblebee fucks him up yeah, she's smarter and more tactical. Breaks his uh, his sword arm off and just jams it in his chest yeah. like Thanos. Yep. Um. And so, uh, he's a smart guy. He knows shrapnel's weakness. Barges. Yes, that's pretty much everything's weakness. <laughs> yeah, most things are weak to getting run over by a barge. <laughs> so yeah, he shoots out the dry dock they're fighting in, and a barge just comes surging in and crushes uh the fucking um shrapnel between the pier and the barge also uh if i could say in her defense here because I, I got the movie playing in the background mm-hmm. uh it seems like when she turns into the harrier jet she probably would have fucked up that platform but she doesn't even shoot because bumblebee takes her out before she gets yeah. a chance which i think like you said is because uh what's her name here charlie is uh hiding behind mm-hmm. the thing she needs so um yeah, Charlie pulls the power core out of the transmitter. Uh, the signal's not going to be sent. Um, but poor Bumbles is underwater. Yeah. So Charlie's like, this is my moment. It's time for this. <laughs> Call back. Yeah. Yep. Well, are you again. Gonna, are you going to lift him up? Gonna... Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, this, this does no. lose some points for me because while I understand we're trying to go for the thing of, you know, she's finally able to uh, do the high dive again and whatever. But it is like, he doesn't need to breathe, and it's not like you can lift him out of there. So I don't know what the plan but is. It's the lazy writing of her touch 
revives him as it's done two other times in this movie. Yeah. It does it again. I, you know for what? no reason. And I don't I I don't know, man. I don't even know if that's it cuz I feel like both times she didn't actually do anything. I think both times it's just she's like she's just getting her confidence back. Yep, but her presence around him somehow always brings him back. Always yeah. activates him. And yeah, so he gets up again. Both of them climb out together. Um, and yeah, John Cena is there and he's like, all right, you should probably go because more people are coming and you convinced me, but you didn't convince any of my other people, especially, you know, when you murdered a bunch of my comrades. Yeah. So, so you're going to need to save each and every one of them from a falling helicopter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm in charge of government oversight. We can make that happen, but it's going to take a while. We don't have time right now. So he he gives uh you know Bumblebee he realizes it's like this is a comrade in arms so he's like hey soldier gives him the salute Bumblebee is like Breakfast Club Judd <laughs> <Yeah>. Nelson <laughs> so um now we get to the point in the movie where if you love your Bumblebee you have to set it free mm-hmm. and so yeah you know she can't keep her pet anymore so they drive out to the Golden Gate Bridge where she could turn him loose. Mm -hmm. And uh, a few things in this scene I had some questions about. So, Mm. one, he does turn into a Camaro, and she's like, you could have been a Camaro the whole time! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, you know, valid question. But, um, you know, he drives off, and uh, how does she get home? That's not near anything where she is there. Um, She swims. I guess, yeah. She's got her dive powers now. Right. So, um, anyway, so now, yeah, he... That's why they well, don't show you, but it, like, takes her, like, three days to get back home. Yeah. Bumblebee goes, uh, you know, driving off to meet Optimus, and it's it's the toy Optimus that I had oh when God. I was a kid, and so that good. that was huge. That was, so like, yeah. yeah. Even though, like, I never realized that, like, that trailer is not really well attached to the cab. Like, it looks really weird, but I'm like, that's how the toy was, and that's right. that's it. That's That's Optimus. You don't even need to see Optimus, like, in his robot form. You're just like, all right, that's cool. Yep. That's real cool. But guess what? What's that? You're going to see Optimus in his robot form. Well, you're going to, but not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say, though, this is also another great example of, like, where this movie keeps falling on the line. Because we see them driving off together, and it's like, oh, that's so awesome. Because you know that's Optimus mm. he's driving with. But it is a thing of, that's G1 Optimus. And we were just seconds away from him being G1 Bumblebee. Why do you have to turn into a Camaro first? Yeah. God damn it. Because um, just in case. So yeah. I'll, I will give you that um, the Camaro, I'll give you only because, like, compared to a Volkswagen Beetle, it's a huge upgrade. And I oh, would, oh, like, yeah. I don't understand why, like, a lot of the Autobots chose shitty things to be and so like the camaro at least is a high performance vehicle of of some sort oh yeah but like i would you know if we just could have had like a moment or two of him driving with the truck and then scan a camaro along the way or something yeah all right i see what you're saying you would have liked to have like a the vw and the g1 optimus drive just a shot of the those two driving together yeah one forms actually yeah i didn't consider that I'll, i'll definitely give you that all right so now the family meets up. Charlie goes home. You know, she ter- tells Ron some nice driving. You know, um, <laughs> everyone's happy again. She's got her smile, um, and uh, she you know, she goes to meet uh, Mo. And Mo's like, "Hey, hey, it's a movie. I'm a guy. You're a girl. Yeah. You got to do like, the no. kissy thing." Yeah, and no. she's like, "No, we don't. We don't have to do that." <laughs> We're and not he's there. Like, 
fuck. And it's like, roll credits, Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, yeah, like, it, presumably the movie ends with his his sadness and rejection there. But I, I appreciated that so much because there's no reason that they needed to. But, and well, I like that it's also it's a bit more open ended. It's not sadness and rejection. It's basically yeah. more like this isn't a Disney movie. We're not like gonna get married yeah. now. Like and, we might go on a date later. Yeah, <laughs> she says it. we're not there yet. It's because it's like that's we good, only yeah, just met each other. Yeah. What is so? Uh, it's not like she shot him down. It's just, but it's it's the rejection of his place as like the man in the movie that he's oh, automatically yeah. entitled to the girl. What is, is what um, I meant. What is does Optimus say something at the end of this like he did the the, oh, yeah. the first yeah, day? It's we, like we get a little stinger now. Oh, okay, okay. Um, where yeah, we get you know we see him walking with Optimus, and I I don't really remember what they say so much as just they're going to build a base here and yeah, basically you know. he's just saying you know Bumblebee, you did a great job. You can, uh, and so other Transformers are coming, and we're gonna you know we're gonna survive. We're gonna live. We're gonna. Mm make up yeah. a spot here and we're going to continue for future movies if this does well enough <laughs> and, <laughs> and we see we see the fire in the sky as others are coming in seven more are like, coming uh, down be funny if he's like now where's cliff jumper he said he was going to meet me here <laughs> 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 he just like looks around it's just cut, to, cut the black one uh, or so just, <laughs> the head comes down <laughs> oh. and now, then uh, he... side note though uh, mm-hmm. at one point during test screenings there was, I don't know if it was in place of this or in addition to this, but we also had, we cut back to John Cena to see what's going on there and the, the government and they say something about, you know, well, we can't let them know about whatever the fuck it was, which of course we would then cut to the frozen Megatron. Megatron. Yeah. Which uh, unfortunately also, again, I don't know how continuity wise this would have made sense anyway, but he would have been in his G1 form, which would have been kind of cool to see. Yeah, a little tiny gun in an ice cube. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> he, he's With one that you, you definitely like. There's there's no reason he should be his G one. Well, like, well, well, here's the he, thing. They say G one esque in what I read. Yeah. So I imagine probably more like uh, in uh, the Transformers SVU WH nine mm. whatever that we watched. Where he's probably a tank or something instead. Yeah, looks, looks did like did you say tank. Transformers Special Victims Unit? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. That, that is that is that is about so sexual long. assault tr- yeah. on Transformers? Okay. Yeah. yeah. On and by Transformers. On, on and by, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it exists somewhere. No, it's God. yeah. They do. They have a Transformer SVU unit. Uh, currently, the only person they're after is Michael Bay because he keeps mm. fucking them in the yeah. ass. Yep. <laughs> so, um. You do see another scene where uh, Charlie does get the other car that she was trying to fix working. And so, you know, yay, she got, you know, the shadow of her dad, you know, is now in her past where, you know, it's not tearing into her like it was or whatever. Good times. Yay. Roll credits. Movie. Now, what? Let me just ask, what did you guys think of that part? I think it's all right. You know, she, uh, she. you know the character. The character went through its progression. It, you know, she has her her confidence and she gains some skills as a mechanic. Cause she said she couldn't do it before, okay. not without her dad, but now she can. What's she that does song it- is a real earworm. Well, that's the thing. I would have been happier if it was the, you know, it's her working on the car. We pan over to the shot of, you know, the the photo of her and her dad and her and Bumblebee mm-hmm. and her going, it works, and you hearing the engine. And if it cut off there, I would have been happier with it. The shot of her driving the car with the crappy music, I I, I didn't. What was the music? The I didn't. 
I don't remember so the it music. It was one of it was one of Haley Steinfeld's own songs. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, and, and okay, and I shouldn't have just automatically called it crappy, but like it's clearly, you know, the rest of the movie was all 80s stuff and that was it's definitely modern more pop. Yeah. I I honestly oh, it, it didn't it didn't affect me. Uh would you prefer uh I'm trying to remember a Linkin Park song? <laughs> no, no I would not have. <laughs> yeah, um, right. No, again, no. we're talking like I'm docking it another, you know, ten cents. Yeah, but... you'll knock a dime off. That's yeah, that's, that's not right. that. Big. So, what did you all think of uh, so... Optimus Prime's design in this? Oh, it was great. I was, I was all right with it. Yeah. I, I, I like me some Optimus Prime. I I have uh, another note on that, which I I'm wondering why no one has picked up on this yet. But uh, Cybertronian Optimus, why does he always have the windshields? Because he's Optimus Prime. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, what? Just you could have the same effect by making those two metal plates. He doesn't want Cybertronian bugs blowing in his face. They're probably there. Don't deny that they're not. Because they yeah, did some, some stupid shit on Transformers. Well, yeah, there are Cybertronian <laughs> bugs for sure, but you don't need a windshield because that's not where you're seeing out of. How do you know? <sighs> are you Optimus Prime? Have you at any point in your life been an Optimus Prime? What yes. do they see out of Don't speak yeah. <laughs> for them. Don't speak yeah. for them. Um, okay, so I don't uh, particularly... Rob, I will have you know... There was uh, one fateful summer when I went to New York Comic Con where I was deemed a prime, so thank you very much. A prime? What not? Yeah, you shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. All right. Question for, well, Rob, Tony, and Will. I don't particularly care about the answer, but I like hearing people who feel passionately about a thing, you know, hypo- do some hypotheticals on it. Um, those seven balls of fire coming down from the sky. Who's your, se- who's your seven? Who who do you got? What's your what's all your right. team? All right, Toe Jam. Okay, I'll let Will, uh, go. I'll let Will and Tony go first. All right, all right, my seven would be Toe Jam, but uh, not Earl. Slipknot. Slipknot. Uh, like oh, which, he's which, gonna die right away. So Fire. Slipknot. Slipknot from um, Suicide Squad. Slipknot. Yes. Okay. No, Slipknot. Slipknot. The band. The entire uh, band. Yeah. The entire That's band. Tire uh, face. <laughs> um, Pinky and the Brain, uh, and so that's two. And uh, Mater, Mater is one of them. Tom Mater. Yep. And um, um, Spanky. You got one more, Spanky. All right, good. Uh, are you going with who I think it's going to be, or who I want it to be? Whatever you want that answer to be, Tony. Because <laughs> I kind of know who it's intended to be. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, and, and I'd be uh, cool with that. Like we're talking. How, how, how about how about your Optimus Prime? You're calling your seven dudes. <laughs> you know oh. who you got? Who you got? Damn. Um. I'm calling. Let's see. Again, Iron. How many were there? Five. Seven. 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 Oh, okay. So you got Ironhide. Mm-hmm. You're getting Ratchet. Uh, I go. Ratchet. Yeah, I go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mirage. Springer. Which one's Mirage? Uh, he was the race car. Okay. Um, uh, bu- 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 who else? Who Springer? Else? Jerry Jack? Springer. Yeah, Jerry Springer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was on a roll and he just fucked me up. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's see, we'll get, uh... You got three Warpath. more. Warpath? What's yeah. Warpath? He's a, he's a tank. Okay. He uh, goes like this. How you doing? Wow! Wow, Springer looks cool. We'll go RC. Alright. Uh, because I, I I don't know if this is hopefully this is a bit more in line with the prime version of her so yep that would be cool mm-hmm. um what two more uh you got one more or one more yeah. uh 
Yeah, I don't know. Wheeljack? You don't got a... Yeah, we can do Wheeljack. You don't got a Grimlock? Well, no, that's... I, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving out Dinobots, because that's a whole other okay. can of tomatoes. Gotcha. But, Rob... Okay. okay. Ironhide. Proud. Uh-huh. Hound. Who's Proud? Wheeljack. Prowl is the police car. Okay. Uh, Ironhide, Prowl, Wheeljack, uh, Jazz, Mm -hmm. Sideswipe. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say RC. All right. Did I uh, Hound was in there? You did say Hound. I don't know how many I'm at now. Is that seven? Six. That's six. You got one Um, more. Go look for Ratchet. Ratchet can't come. Yeah, Ratchet. That's fine. Ratchet's good. And let's say Mo. Thank you. (laughs) And Mo. How about Master Splinter? (laughs) The Shredder. Yeah, the, I mean the shredder. Uh, you get you get a Kevin Nash playing the Super Shredder. That's a, that's all I can give you. Okay, I gave you everything else you wanted. You got to take that. <laughs> yeah, I, think, right, I think that would be my uh, my seven. I, I and, and Sunstreaker can show up later, maybe. He sounds oh. like a fun guy. <laughs> yes, there there's tons of guys I'd like to see show up at one point or so, another, including the Dinobots. But I'm just picturing a robot in a trench coat. That waits in the sun, <laughs> so like you don't know he's there. Like when the sun's in your eyes, and then as it moves away, you just see he's streaking. <laughs> That's it. Like the the opposite of that gremlin. Yeah, and you just see the shadow projected over the ground over all his adversaries <laughs> of just a man opening a trench coat. Uh, do let's you see. have a pick, Joe? Uh, I don't know enough about Transformers. Uh, let's like, see. Fair enough. Ronnie the Weasel. Otter yep. Pop, Zuma Groom, yep. Facer, uh, Cat Face Meowmers, Monster Mash, Monster Mash, um, uh, the the Zuma awful Groom? cat and his manservant Dazzler, <laughs> Bender. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. gentlemen, security. It's it's two and a half hours into this. Holy I smokes! I think we got to wrap this up. Also, nice. I have to pee. So can we fun, take a though. break? All right. Uh, yeah, we can take a, a pee break. That sounds good. All right, be we'll, right back. We'll be back. All right, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. Tony. Yeah. All right. What does uh, Rotten Energon have to say about yeah. this? RottenEnergon.com. Critics gave this a score of 91%. Audience gave this a score of 74%. Uh, what's your thoughts and op- opinions on this? Uh, we'll start with Joe. Okay, so this um, is hard for me to grade objectively, only because I hate the Michael Bay Transformers so much, and I see them as so much of like a, a summary of what's wrong with the world in that they are allowed to, to cr- gross the billions and billions of dollars that they have. Um, such that this movie doing at all well, being done halfway competently, is amazing to me. So uh, there's there's a huge amount of bias at play here. Um, that being said, like I liked it. Transformers aren't my thing, but this movie was clearly done like well enough. Like there wasn't the the goods more than outweighed the bads. Um, I'd say probably by like a two to one margin. So I don't think it's like a 91, like an A for me. Um, it might be like a B minus C plus sort of deal, but that is cause that's so much better than what we got from the Bay films. Um, I, it, that elevates it higher for me. It's, it's, it's obviously a recommend total recommend. Um, 
So, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Unfortunately, like I said, my review is very biased, but um, I can't really I can't really ignore like what this means to me. You said a B? I'd give it like a B, like probably a B minus as a film, but it's like a it's like an A compared to the Bay movies. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a different story. Uh, Will. Yeah. So I'm just going to say up front, totally recommend um, B plus A minus for me. Um, I would also say as someone who probably wasn't uh, really cared much about Transformers and in my whole uh, life, I'd say I've become a little bit more invested over the last couple months because we did our Patreon episode and, you know, uh, having Rob and Tony be my uh, Transformer Sherpas on the Cybertron Mountain has been pretty fun. And you're welcome. Um, and just, yeah, becoming a little more invested, read some comics. But um, I'm sorry because most of it's bad. <laughs> yeah, so you got to weed out the, the dog crap to find the, the gold diamonds in the rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially that uh, first. 10 minutes and that cut back to Optimus on Cybertron is just so cool. Um, and then the story is, you know, your basic Iron Giant E.T. And when done well, is just really hard to mess up. Then you throw in really good soundtrack, a good, um, some good comedic effect, a comedic aspects and um, battle scenes that are actually, you can actually see what's going on. Um, just highly recommend and way better than anything transformers really that's out there as far as i've seen and can comment on um yeah so highly recommend um yeah for me this is definitely a recommend um again i I grew up with transformers and yeah it you know not all of it's great but that's the thing like when i was younger we had the the original cartoon which looking back on it now wasn't very good but when i was young and not that smart or you know still not that smart but um like it wasn't that great but uh, it was per- it was fine for me at the time i got a little older we got beast wars which was a bit more mature and a bit better written uh even that wasn't perfect cuz you know let's just say it has its low roads uh but yeah. you know then we got we got the comics we got prime and other good things started to come from it so it, as i grew up with it like i expected more from it and what then i hear we're making movies like yay and we get the bay movies which are hot hot garbage as we've already gone over, uh, so to get this is a great, you know, uh, you know, burst of fresh air. So uh, definitely recommend. Again, not a perfect movie, maybe closer in the B range, but uh, compared to the the Bay movies, it's phenomenal. And if nothing else, like I left the theater feeling good and thinking like, oh, cool, I'd love to see where they go with this because now you know we have our slower kid kid centric movie uh where we're introducing the character we get the fish out of water stuff but now hopefully we can get more into you know some of the characters like who is bumblebee who is optimus and what they're really about and what they're doing and you know hopefully get into better stuff so yeah it definitely a recommend for me rob um yeah i give this movie a solid b plus for me and i'm not even going into it as a transformers fan i'm just looking at it as do I enjoy it as a movie? Um, and I think it's got a lot of stuff to enjoy. It's got good battle scenes. It's got a lot of heart to it. I mean, I know there's some parts that are cheesy, but, you know, they're they're catering to a lot of different audiences there. And I think it works well for the vast majority of it on all of those fronts. So it's a movie that I just enjoy watching. And I feel like 
you could go into it not even as a Transformers fan and just enjoy watching it. Um, oh, definitely. Just, just as an experience, you know? Um, and on that, yeah, I highly recommend it. And um, I'm excited for the sequel because they've officially announced that they are not doing the reboot of the uh, Michael Bay anymore. It's a, it's a full restart. Oh, full yeah. restart. And they're they're starting with, well, it's going to be interesting because there's a live-action Beast Wars movie oh, in, okay. in the works, which is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the writer on that is somebody that's written a lot of, I don't know, like crazy stuff. Um, there's, there's a direct sequel to Bumblebee that's going to have Haley Steinfeld returning, as well as, I believe, Millie Bobby Brown is on board. Um, okay. They're also doing a War for Cybertron-esque movie that's oh, supposed sweet. to... I don't know if it's going to be a rehash of what we saw in the Netflix series, but it's going to be fully CG... Well, if and they take, make it look like Bumblebee, I'm in. If they make it look like yeah, Netflix. I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the design is supposed to be like. So there are still a ton of Transformers movies on the slate, but I don't feel as heavy a burden as I did for I, the past, you know, less sense of dread. Yeah, for the past 13 years or whatever, um, because they've. Uh, They've officially said that, obviously, you know, despite not making as much money as they thought, Bumblebee was much more successful critics. And I think they are starting to finally see the value in better storytelling. Um, There was also rumors that John Cena might spin off into, like, either a G.I. Joe or, like, a mask uh, movie or something. Like that. That's something I wanted to bring up, which was there was talks of doing a Hasbro-centric universe, and I yeah, was that's... thinking they what they should have probably should have done is maybe Twister start with... and Sorry <laughs> and no, but what they probably should have done is started with doing a reboot of GI Joe with John Cena, then have him in this movie in his role at, from GI Joe, and have Transformers come into it, and then have the GI Joe members like maybe his buddy there that got damaged when Bumblebee came down, and they get a hold of some of this Cybertronian technology, and that's how you get Mask. Yeah, well, the Snake Eyes movie is coming out next year, supposedly, yeah. so... Oh, yeah. That'll be... Well, that was supposed to come out this year, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Hasbro Pictures, making lots of movies from toys. Well, it's called All Spark Pictures now, but... Uh... Yeah. Well, there's a... Oh, no, I'm sorry, it says based on Hasbro action figures at the yeah. end. Yeah, oh, they're doing a lot okay. of stuff, yeah, so... I don't know, it's just going to be interesting to see what the, uh... What, what the heck is going on in the background there? Will's doing some light industrial work at his oh, okay. house. That's oh, wow, funny. I'm sorry you can hear that. Oh, that is you? It's always freaking Will. Yeah, it's always Will. Sorry, my wife's <laughs> making cookies. Oh, Sounds small. like she's operating like a hammer press or something like that. <laughs> she's fixing an Autobot that she found. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, all that to say, it's it's recommended by me, and sounds like it's recommended by everybody here. So that's pretty good. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, recommending Bumblebee. I just figured it would be a nice palate cleanser between the uh, movies we've been watching. The, the Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. The Gauntlet. All right. All right. Very exciting. All right. Let me get my little uh, info sheet so I can wrap this up. Wrap it. Wrap it. Wrap it good. Before the three-hour mark strikes. Well, you know, it's um. 
You get when, you get us talking about Transformers, it's going to go buddies are having a good time, you know? Yeah, that's true. So, guys, we want to thank you so very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to hear more of what we do, you can find our full episode archives at www.4ampodcast.podbean.com. You can, of course, support us by picking up some merchandise at teespring.com slash 4ampodcast. You can help support us via Patreon and get access to patrons-only content like our recent review of the Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous series on Netflix at patreon.com slash 4ampodcast. If you want to email us with any questions, comments, tell us how much you hate us for not liking Transformers the way that you like it, you can contact contact us at the 4ampodcast at gmail.com. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter or Facebook. And we will see you next time. All right. Good night, everybody. Adios. Good night, everybody. Uh, also, roll out? Yeah. Yeah. Roll out, guys. Well done. And also, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop.